We are back. Yep. Ah, it sounds like I'm straining to like either hernia or uh, poop. Anyway, this. <laughs> Thought you were having a stroke for a minute. Stroke. Yeah. Uh, you mean the Jeff Jarrett stroke? Right. Yeah. You mean like Young Rock Jeff Jarrett, which actually looked better than the original Jeff Jarrett. That's all right. We're gonna talk about Young Rock because that show. And we we okay with the sound? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You just. I, I just want to make sure that the uh, the Yeti. Yeti. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. I couldn't do it. Oh, I, what did I say? Oh, this is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are joined once again by the one, the only hashtag, no hashtag, CM Funk. Thank you. No, sorry. C- I'm sorry. I, I got lost it because I went on a tangent before we even started. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I, may I, have I, been the, the earliest tangent. We ever had. <laughs> I didn't even get the intro out. <laughs> That's great. Just straight tangent. That's right. So we appreciate all y'all still listening to the Dirty Ugly after six plus years. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, Yahoo, whatever. Uh, MySpace. My, yep. That's still got something still to listen on. Mine. Still got time. Just on there. Um, all right, so we got a lot to talk about in this episode of 105. 105, like we were talking about just when we came on the air. Making our way to 200. We will get there in the next 12 years of this face. Because <laughs> it's quality. Just, just yeah. hang in there with us. Hang in there, man. It's quality, yeah. not quantity. Okay, so we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to talk about the Dirty Ugly took a road trip to UMBC or the Chesapeake Insurance Farmers, whatever the hell it's called, arena. We saw AEW Dynamite. We saw AEW Dark. Apparently a lot of it was because they lost power a lot of times from what I understand. Um... So I don't know if we saw Evolution that night. I can't remember, but it was uh, it was decent. But somehow all the dynamites before and after were better. Maybe it's just because we were there. I mean, uh, there were some good things that happened, yeah. but not a lot. Yeah. Now all the big names like decided not to come to Baltimore. I have. It, it, like, it's like, such a Baltimore thing. Like right. that, that every, every other city would get all of the big stuff. I mean, that's what happened to me when I went and saw WWE live over Christmas during this the COVID, uh, the Omicron rush, because I told y'all that that was Roman Reigns was built top of the card and he wasn't there because they were protecting him. So so he could get COVID, so he could not show up at New Year's Day. Oh, okay, he, whatever. He was getting an early start on his new contract yeah. and everything. Yeah. Now, because he's got the Roman Reigns contract, which is very similar now to the Brock Lesnar contract. <laughs> we'll get into that. All right, so we're going to talk about that. We get we did a lot of things. Talk about WrestleMania backlash. Talk about hell in a cell, which I think there's one cell match, or if it there's one decent cell match, but it's a match we've seen four times since WrestleMania. But that's okay. It might be all right. We'll get there. We talk about things. We got. I did an interview, Big Ugly. I think I told you about this. Uh, I spoke to dazzling Derek Benish. Benish, not Benesh. Benish. Benish. Yeah. Uh, he is a uh, ringside manager. He's an old school manager. Lovers Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart. Um, so he wears that dazzling uh, coat, EWA, and all kinds of other places. And we're going to stick that interview right in the middle of this podcast. Uh, had a great conversation with him about not only what he does in the world of pro wrestling, but about that lost art of the manager. You all might agree with this because we we have, you know, um, what does uh, Paul Heyman call himself? The He's advocate. The advocate. Yes. Right. We have advocates. We have. We don't really have managers anymore. Not many. No. I mean, no. not on those levels that I was just talking about. Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, even Paul Heyman in this time. So yeah. he brings that to the current style of pro wrestling. Would we say MVP is a manager? I guess he's a manager. Would we say that? Yeah, I suppose. I guess manager acting, yeah. but, he, but he still wrestles. He so does. It's, 
Right. I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't yeah. know. He seconded Bobby for a while, and now he's seconding Omos, Omos, which is the biggest feud in WWE right now. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't you, want You it. mean because he's seven foot four and you Bobby Lashley is pretty big, too? You can't so. teach that. I don't know. We had that match at WrestleMania when Bobby came back, right? Didn't we? And then we had it at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. And now we're going to have it again at Hell in a Cell. This is one feud I I will fast forward through it every time. I am tired of it. I'm sorry. I love Bobby Lashley. But this is something for Omos to do before he gets kicked at a curb. Yeah. I I, I hate it. So so pretty much you think he he don't stand a chance. I can't. He's not not getting over. He needs needs somebody. (laughs) He's big and he's... You know, talented actor. He, he needs somebody. He has somebody. <laughs> he need, but he's going to lose it. He's got. He had people, and he ain't got no one. He ain't uh, work. I can't. Well, I feel, and I feel like, and not that why we're going to be stuck on this for like twenty minutes. No, probably, but no, you know, like why? Why the segments are that long? This I, one doesn't have to be. Why did MVP have a match with Bobby Lashley when I feel like? The long-term storyline was for Bobby Lashley to finally get his hands on MVP. Right, right. Yet they had a match this past Monday night on Raw. They did to further the feud with Omos. They instead, did, which I I don't get. I don't, anyway, I don't like it. it. Doesn't Sorry. make sense. I would think Bobby Lashley and MVP is something you could build up to a premium live event. Right, people. Yeah, they ain't. Uh, Okay. Put one of those big stadium shows that, you know, may or may not stay in a stadium and then get moved to an arena. Let's talk about Money in the Bank. Okay, we're going off on a lot of tangents. Money in the Bank was in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on July 2nd. Now has been moved to the MGM Grand Arena, which isn't at the same place that they're having the AEW. No, they're having it at T-Mobile. Right, yeah. Okay, so never mind. So they're going to an even smaller arena than T-Mobile for Money in the Bank because they are a month away from the show and haven't sold 5,000 tickets. Yeah, so... I heard that they've sold sixteen thousand, and that that uh, MGM holds about seventeen thousand. So, really, that's the room on the street okay. where where they were going was like sixty six thousand, and right, right. it was just going to look empty. It was going to look like right. an empty stadium. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, I I never understand why they continue to hold pay per views in Las Vegas because Vegas is not a wrestling town. Every time, yeah. I, I never understand why they keep going back there. I don't mind them doing SummerSlam last year because that was like the big. Stadium come out and Vegas was one of the places that was totally open. I don't mind that, and they're probably going to take WrestleMania there in forty. But they got the Money in the Bank makes no sense. Yeah, no yeah. sense. What well, it's got to be the Rumble or maybe one WrestleMania. Four. Right. Yeah. right, yeah. Well, I mean, I hear that like they're trying to get like six of the shows to now be stadium shows yeah. throughout the year or whatever, and then the other six will be smaller. Yeah. And that's that whole Nick Khan thing, you know, yeah. the guy that's running things now. Yeah, Nick Khan on one side, Tony Khan on the other. But, but the, but the other issue on top of it is, why do they keep scheduling when UFC is in town? I, because people are going to the UFC yeah. match before they're going to WWE. Right. Show. And Absolutely. why are you going to go to Vegas in the middle of yeah. summer? Wow. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> go to Vegas. Put that in a dome in Vegas in a winter show and don't send everybody to St. Louis, Missouri or wherever they went for Royal Rumble in uh, that dome. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. We, there's they got reasons for what they do. I don't know what they are. But we'll talk about it. We'll get into it because, God. And Money in the Bank might be different now anyway. So we'll see. Okay. Before we go off on any more tangents, because <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, I got breaking news for the EWA Pro Wrestling. I was talking about Dazzling with Eric, so this will kind of segue back from five minutes ago over <laughs> into this. This is breaking news. So for those who were not at the Great Maryland Bash in Bel Air, um, in, in the last couple of weeks, on so May 19th or whatever the exact date was. By the way, 
Bel Air Armory, fantastic place to watch pro wrestling. September 24th, uh, it's going to be another event there, and hopefully in November, and then Rage in a Cage. We'll get to that in January. But great place, Bel Air, and uh, a lot of local businesses. Great place to watch wrestling. Lots of free parking on nighttime and weekends. Fantastic stuff. Anyway, beyond that, breaking news. I was there. I was refereeing. Pretty good stuff. Not a bad show. In the main event, it was Sly Scarpone defending the EWA Heavyweight Championship. He, he's had it for a couple years now. Against an OG of EWA, Tomahawk of Dark, Dark Horses. Mm-hmm. He won the Sweet 16 tournament back in March, which was awesome. Um, so that should theoretically make him the number one contender for the title, which it did. Um, so he went in. This was good guy versus good guy. Handshake at the beginning of the match. Wonderful stuff. Good match all the way back and forth. All of a sudden, um, Sly gets put on the top turnbuckle. Tomahawk goes up and starts giving him the, the punches and tries to do a, a hurricanrana. And then it gets switched. So now Tomahawk's on the other side and Sly's going to give the hurricanrana. Uh, or what a maneuver, as uh, Vince would like to call it <laughs> back in the 80s. Um, and then... Sly got pushed off by Tomahawk into me, who was refereeing the match. Guess what it did? It knocked me out. Oh, my gosh. It knocked me on my ass. Are, are you okay? I'm, no. I'm okay now. I, no. I had okay. some collateral damage on the right arm. Mm. Okay. All um, right. But I'm okay now. But what this did was it knocked me out enough to where I was not facing the middle of the ring, and I couldn't see very well. I was holding the back of my head. looked like it hurt. It did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> So uh, I, Sly came over at some point, and started saying, "Hey, bro, hey, bro, what's going on? Hey, yo, well, you know, because he's Rocky, he's what he does. Right. He's trying to get me, uh, you know." But uh, and all of a sudden, that stopped, and I heard a big noise, and then I heard another big noise, and then I heard Tomahawk screaming my name, Mikey, Mikey, you know, whatever. And and as I turned around and finally got my wits about me, I did it. I saw that Tomahawk was on top of Sly, pinning him, and I went over as quickly as I could. But it was very majestic. One, two, three. We have a new EWA heavyweight champion in Tomahawk. Now, this is not the end of the story. Oh, uh oh. So I hand him the title. And I'm happy for him. You know, we're cool. Dark Horses, been on podcasts lots of times. Um, And then, of course, the partner, Grizzly O, comes out there. That's going to be the first person that's going to congratulate him. So they're celebrating in the ring. The people are starting to go. Everybody's thanking everybody for coming. I'm making my way back to the locker room to get some ice on my head because I'm hurting. And then all of a sudden, I hear something. And I turn around and I see Tomahawk take the EWA Heavyweight Championship Boom! Right over the head of Grizzly O. Oh. Holy shit. I mean, this is the dark horses. Wow. This is the dark... Okay. So the dark horses are no more? It gets better. Okay. Oh, wow. Gosh. Worse. That was I, that was just the sign of, hey, man, I, I'm the champion, and you're not. I got the title. I'm going to take it. But it, it did not stop there. It went on with, uh, with a chair, apparently, that he used on Sly Scarpone that I didn't see because I was knocked out. He used that chair on Grizzly O as well, lit him up within Maryland State Regulation Commissions <laughs> of the Athletic Commission. And it was good, but that was not it. I was there. I had my hand on my head. No, Tomahawk, what are you doing? Because, honestly, if anybody was going to turn on anybody, I would have seen it the other way around. But this is not what happened. So, 
Sweet 16, I just told you. He won that trophy back in March. He took the Sweet 16 trophy. He lifted it above his head, Tomahawk did, and crashed and destroyed it over the back of Grizzlyo. Wow. Which hurt like a mother because that thing was stiff. <laughs> but that's wrestling jargon. I'm talking about the Dark Horses are no more, and Tomahawk is now on his own as the champion. And because you love to see what happened with the Dark Horses tag team champions, innovators for the whole thing, now they're apart. So this is going to culminate eventually. So you got to follow EWAMaryland.com. you got to go to the Bel Air Armory and see it because that's where pro wrestling is. Head north. Go do it. Yes. What do you think about this? Dark Horse, you know the Dark Horses. I know the Dark Horses. We've not always had a good relationship here on the Dirty <laughs> Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Have you ever but, felt the tension? I never felt no tension. I thought that they were they were the tag team. Right. Yes. We I cannot have imagined it. I, I, I was shocked. I was refereeing the match. I was shocked. Right. I couldn't believe it. CM? Yeah. I, I mean, that's huge. That's that's yeah. big, big time story now like, for them. Yeah. And, you know, and... That is literal. I mean, you you could look at an independent wrestling around, but that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean that that yeah. like you said that that's a long term you know originals you yeah. know kind of a deal. So yeah, it's, yeah. Interesting. Well, I I I'm shocked, but see that that was my tangent. You got to follow EWA Maryland. Yeah. When we come back during the summer, we'll give updates. And I do believe, and this is what I this is what I understand. As I was leaving the building, um, I you know Tomahawk was like. I'm the champ, I'm the champ, I'm the champ. And he's like, you know what? You know, Dirty Mike, Big Ugly, you got to get the exclusive yeah. of this. Yeah. And then, he, so he's going to he's gonna come on this podcast. He's going to give us the exclusive first words from him. And then Grizzly O from the other side of the building we gotta talk to said, you're Mikey. Got to <laughs> yeah. get the exclusive on yeah. this side, my brother. I said, okay, so we're going to get the exclusive from both sides. Yeah. It's going to be tight. Yeah. I mean, you know uh, you could have prevented this, right? I, it, <laughs> yeah. What I mean, could I have done? I mean, you could have gotten your wits about you faster. I that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm getting up there. Yeah. I can't tell you. I, that's yeah. a shoot. <laughs> I'm getting up there. I'm not the young buck yeah. that, oh, I, yeah, say, yeah, that I was there. when I started. Yeah. I was 35 when I started in this business. Like, well, I did it before, but I was 35 when I started my 10-year run. But only Diamond Dallas Page does that. Getting and getting right away with you, it. Went, you went all DDP. Over I there. need I yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I need his yoga to get my wits about me sooner. Yeah. Oh my lord! But this was exciting. This was great. Great place to watch wrestling. It's air conditioned in the summer. It's heated in the winter. They got plenty of restrooms. Plenty of handicap accessible. Uh, it's beautiful. Beautiful place to watch wrestling. Bellar Armory. So every couple months, we're gonna go back and check yes. it out. I'll Do have, it. I have to be there in September. Please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, Please. Yeah. You gotta gotta go check out some of the restaurants up there too. But before before you go to the EWA. Before show. and after right. you could go to the tower, which is right up the street. Yeah. You could go there's an Irish, I can't remember the name. I cannot either. I'm actually going there uh, this week, Pop. Slaunch no, that's no, downtown, that's, sorry. Yeah. But there is an Irish pub and, and bar and food restaurant. Black Eyed Susie's is really good. True right? that. Down on the other end of me. They got anyway, just, what is it? Uh the food clubs, you know what I'm talking clubs. about. Loonies. Loonies, up there right? too. Looney's North is up there. Yeah. They got a place called the Vagabond Sandwich Company, which is awesome. Uh, that's more of a daytime thing, but their nickname is Vag. It's V A G. Well, I got a sticker with Vag yeah. on it. <laughs> they and they got Vag on the menu. That's you believe this? Uh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll eat that. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a, that's a bumper sticker in itself. Vag, I eat that. Went there. All right. <laughs> so and went there. That's another one. 
All right. So, so what we're going to talk about? I, I got something here. Okay. So let's let's do. We got a lot we're going to talk about in this first segment. It's going to be tangent, tangent, tangent. We got wrestling and keep us on the time because we got to because tonight we're going to watch Double or Nothing AEW and we're going to see what happens with that. But every match has a story. Every match has something behind it, and that's going to be great. Did anybody else see Top Gun yet? Yes. You did. Yes. Did you? I did not. And you were working. Uh, even if I wasn't, I wouldn't be going to see. Holy so. crap! This is why I wanted to see. Okay, me, me, so, we're going second, big ugly. Yeah. What, what, how, what, why? why? Wait. Talk. I did CM not care Punk. for the original movie. So. Oh. I'm with you. Yeah. So. Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't like the original Top Gun. Yeah. So I, I had no but desire. I, for but it. I like Tom Cruise. See, right? I don't like Tom Cruise either. So. Oh, oh, okay. That's where we part <laughs> yeah. ways. Yeah. So, I like Tom Cruise. We're going to have a triple threat match. So, when, when Tom Gun 2, I didn't have a lot of hope for it, right? But I was going to see it because I'm like, all right, it's an action movie, and I had my TikTok, so I need content, right? <laughs> then I heard I heard good things about it. So Follow I'm like, okay, Big cool. Ugly on his content, by the way. Yeah. So, at the movie, Talk Messiah. So, anyway. Thank you. So, so um, I love it. So, then I, I went, and I was like, this thing was phenomenal. Thank you. Okay. I, I, was, I was shocked. AJ I was, would like it. I was impressed. All right. Yeah. Very good. Very yeah. good. Good. I I was impressed as well. I I enjoyed the first movie. I I've watched the first movie a lot of times. There's a couple of things that I don't like about the first movie, but I like it as a whole in general. I like the story behind it. I liked it was a, one of the last movies that was before. Uh, what do you call it? Um, CGI. Thank you. Sure. It, it was yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was one of the, and I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed how they tied in a lot of the first movie to the second. It, it, yes. This one, I don't, I, I don't think it could stand alone. I mean, you could go see it, but you'll miss a whole lot of stuff if you don't know about the first movie. If you, you think haven't, so? y- yeah, there's stories. <laughs> yeah. I think part of it could stand on its own, and I think it was a really good action movie. I think the action yes. sequences and the yes. flying sequences were fantastic. Top notch, yeah. And I think the story that they told that never seemed to end was great. I didn't know we had spent over two hours in there at the time it was over. It yeah. was it was good. I was impressed. Okay. Right. You're, so you're not going to see it? No. All right, no. Yeah. <laughs> so can we spoil it for you? Uh, oh, yeah, please. Should I'm... we spoil it for our dirty, ugly... Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know when they're going to listen to this. They, they might not. They see can it. skip this. We're going to spoil it in five, minutes. five, four, three, two, five minutes. Okay, just five minutes. Just fast forward, and you got. Okay, so I enjoyed the, the little bits, like the opening of the movie was the kind of the same as the opening of the back. You know, the nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. A, a same music. The danger zone. Danger yeah. zone. Yeah. Opening music. They didn't play uh, Kenny Longins hanging with the boys or playing with the boys. Even though there was not a volleyball sequence in this movie, but there was a football sequence. There was sequence. a football sequence, yeah. So same kind of energy. Yeah. They didn't do the uh take my take my breath away, is that the Nope, song? they did not. Yeah, yeah. They left that dead with Kelly McGillis. Yeah. But who knows what happened to her character? Nobody ever explained it. She not never brought up once. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> she had no I, I, she was never approached about doing a movie, had no interest in doing it anyway. Um and Whatever, you but could, you could write her out. Then I mean, just they, they make, make something. They up, ignored the crap. I out think of her. I think that we we're supposed to take from it that it's like it's thirty years later, right? And that it's like he was a young guy, just met a girl, started liking a girl, but just like all young guys, you know, yeah. he, they I, broke up. I think Maverick morphed into Charlie because Maverick ended up teaching the same damn class to Top Gun that she was teaching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Maverick is like Johnny Lawrence, and I think that that's why I enjoyed it. You got y'all watch Cobra Kai? Love, oh, yeah. Can't yeah. Like Maverick is that Johnny Lawrence baby. character, September, and I think, yeah. yeah, I think that that's what 
makes him great in this movie. Like, yeah, yeah, he did bring yeah. that kind of out because yeah. he was kind of he was kind of down and out. It, they never really explained what happened in the thirty years. They just showed him testing a, a stealth yeah. fucking uh, plane. Pardon my language. Yeah. And then he ended up going back. But and he was like, oh, you did this, you did that, you got in trouble. And then they brought back Penny Benjamin. I popped for that. I would, well, Jennifer Connelly, first of all, and Tom Cruise, they're about the same age-ish in acting. Rough, so yeah. they brought this back. And Penny Benjamin was uh, uh, only explained like twice vaguely in the first movie. Oh, you went ballistic with Penny Benjamin and you stole a plane and whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's who that was. Penny Benjamin. I so Penny like, Benjamin, Jennifer Connelly's character was in the first one? Duh, she was mentioned. She was mentioned. She was the Admiral's daughter. Whoever the Admiral was at that point in time. Oh, shoot. Yes. Okay. Tied together. See, uh, that's a spoiler. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. I didn't realize that. Penny Benjamin. And I didn't realize... Because I don't really remember nothing from the first one. I watched it once and I was Because like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you weren't yeah. really on board with the first one. But that, that's where me come in and yeah. I liked... I did that. So Penny Benjamin. And I didn't... I knew Jennifer Connelly was in the credits when I saw it in the beginning. I did not realize that she looked so different. Then I remember her in Labyrinth, man. That's a long time ago. She's on Snowpiercer or on TNT, which if yeah, she don't look I mean, anything like Jennifer Connelly there either. If anybody gets a chance to ever watch that, that's a fantastic. I'm backed show. up on that. I still think she looks great. For she, she looks fantastic. She, looks great. Yeah. she doesn't look like she's 50 or whatever the age yeah. she is, yeah. uh, but she looks. And Tom Cruise looked pretty damn good in the movie too. I gotta say that in the movie, yes. But if you look at him. Like in interviews, he's starting to age. Yeah, the man is. Well, it's finally happening. Before the movie, did you get the Tom Cruise little announcement? Yeah, yeah. So he—that's why—that's the way he really looks. Yeah, little depleted. And yeah, and his hair is thinning. And yeah. So what this was was right before the movie started. Tom Cruise came out for like a thirty-second bumper and said, "You know, we appreciate this has been years in the making and then years in the delivering. Thank you for coming to see this in the theaters. Not like anybody had a choice because it's only in theaters for now." Uh, making $150, $200 million over the weekend. It's the biggest Tom Cruise opening ever. So oh, shoot. good for him. Yeah. That's saying something. And we got the Mission Impossible trailer as well. Yes, we did. Oh, that's coming. Yeah. And we got the Super Pets. That's coming too. The Dwayne The Rock Johnson is playing Superman's dog. Yeah. That's <laughs> the I'll, animated thing. I'll skip that one. Jurassic Park Dominion? Or oh, yeah. yeah Dominant, yeah. what is it called? Dominion. Dominion. Yeah. That's, on my, that's on my birthday, June 10th. Yeah. Nine days after your birthday. Dr. Grant is back. Gotta see you. Yeah. Both of them are yeah. back. Yeah, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Yeah. The OGs, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Now, what, what's his name? Isn't back because he's dead. Um, dude, the uh, older guy. Oh, yeah. Richard Attenborough. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah his character. Yeah. yeah. Is that He's dead. Well, the character's dead. Is he dead? No, I think he actually died in real life. Oh, damn. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's dead. A lot of people dying. It's got to stop. Got to stop. Anyway. So, can I go into another? Please, tangent? I'm not, sorry. It's not Top Gun. Has everybody watched Kenobi? Y- yes. I'm not out on it yet, but don't spoil that. I'm waiting. No but anyway, right. uh, and if you were listening to Top Gun spoilers, that's enough. It's a great movie. And by the way, Iceman, move on. Let's go. Go ahead. Great cameo, by the way, too. I'm sorry, Val. Yeah, Val. That was dope. I, I we're gonna talk about Obi Wan, but they they did write Iceman Val Kilmer into the. I, I movie. was gonna ask because they did. Yeah. It I, was, I hadn't heard that if if he was making. It was done. So it. actually, we're not done spoiling it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It was but, done with spoilers. Style. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just for another minute or two, it was done with style, and I liked uh, the relationship that they seemed to have yes. after yeah. Maverick saved his life. Yeah. Um. I, it was sad, but saw it coming. What happened with Iceman? Yeah, because they, they. I mean, how do you go into the house and the wife says, "Oh, it's re- it's reached everywhere." They don't. They don't know. He can't even talk. Yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, but Val Kilmer looks nothing like he used to look. Maybe that's why they did it that way. Yeah. yeah. Part well, you know, he's like really. Sick. 
Yeah, right? yeah. yeah oh, Val Kilmer himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Val Kilmer has like like he he physically like he can't. That's how oh. he actually talks now. Like he. That's dude, why he yeah. doesn't act up. Oh wow, <laughs> dude, this was shot like four years ago. Still, that, at that yeah. point in time, he was that sick. Yeah, yeah. Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, like throat cancer, right? Something I think like he had like that. surgery and yeah, stuff. That's why when you saw him, like he was like bundled up around his neck. He was. He was like real bundled. He like legit. Yeah, and then he did so, talk for a second. Yeah, he came, but he came out and said, blah, 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 yeah. you know, it was bad. And that's that's legit him. Oh man, yeah. that's sad. Dude. Yeah, damn. There's actually a documentary that he did recently on his own career because he's been filming himself throughout his entire career. Oh yeah, and so yeah, they compiled it into like this documentary <laughs> on like Val Kimmer and stuff. I didn't actually watch it, but I saw some of the highlights. It looks pretty cool. I, mean, I gotta watch it. Actually, yeah, hmm. yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was dope. Um, we didn't get uh, any Viper. We didn't get any. Uh, um, Jester, no, none of the none of the rest of the team, but we did get a hell of a lot of goose. We got a hell yeah, of a lot, a lot of goose. a lot of goose talk. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, he, yeah, dude, he playing at the sun really looked like. I mean, they Miles did, Teller, yeah, everything. He's, and Miles Teller actually said that Tom Cruise told him like, "Yo, you legit look like Anthony the, Edwards did back in the day." And, uh, who was the wife? I forget. Meg Ryan. Oh, Meg Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he looks like yeah, like he yeah. could have been that legitimate, that daughter, legitimate or yeah. son. Yeah. That's that was sick, and then they brought that that the whole relationship, and it, it culminated, and it was beautiful. I don't know if they can do it again. I don't know how far they can go with this. No, it needs to be done. Oh, you think? Oh, that's it. Needs it. To be done. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I, they need to bang one. You got you got your pop. You got the pop. It was <laughs> great. Go out on go out yeah. on a win, man. I didn't. Right? I yeah. never thought there would be yeah, another one on at this win. point. Yeah, it was. And good. you probably didn't want another one at this point. Yeah, yeah I, you were. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. But anyway, that's enough for your Top Gun. Go see it if you want to see it. If you don't, that's okay. Obi-Wan, talk about it, but don't spoil it. What do you think? First two episodes. Oh, I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I didn't know exactly what to expect coming out of yeah. it. I was hoping it was going to be better than the Book of Boba Fett, because as people know, I didn't really care for that. Yeah. But, this you're one, not alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, really, I thought it was really good. Yourself? Yeah, yeah no, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was good. I, I like the uh, how they paid attention to like the emotional impact of like everything that's happened with Obi-Wan and him still like going yeah. through it like 10 years later, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so that's, that the time, cool. that's the time frame in this? Yeah, it's yeah. been 10 years since uh, Order 66. So, right, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, wow. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I the one thing that, and I, I plan to talk about this like on six. I was like, I don't know if you know, but the uh, the Inquisitor Reva is getting a lot of hate. I won't go into too much of it. It's all right, but I, I don't understand the hate. I, I didn't mind her character. See, I, I didn't care for her either. Like so far, so far, like okay, you know, yeah. there, there's episodes left. I'm yeah. hoping it because. It, it, like in, I always felt like in the in the um, in the animated shows and stuff where the Inquisitors were first really introduced, yes. like they were all very like alien, I guess you know if you will, sure. and all, and like she's straight up human, yes. and she comes across as straight up human, <laughs> and, and I don't know, it, there's something just off with the vibe about her, I think, and okay. all, but I get the point of her, you know, right. she's she's kind of doing her own thing, and you know, being the, the renegade and stuff, and yeah. you know, going going after. Yeah, Obi Wan, but I feel like real spoiler I, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess when what I took from her character was like she seems like she's going to be one of the kids that was you know like in that beginning scene. That's, that's you know what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like she's going to be that, which is why she's like the most human yeah. and why she's holding the biggest like vendetta and like determined to. I'm I'm with you on that. that yeah. That's why I'm like kind of trying to give it time with her. Yeah. I didn't care for her right. initial the way they introduced yeah. her. I guess is and like, she's obviously like she's like the smartest. Like yeah, they're they're saying that she's impulsive, but she's actually like the most intuitive because mm-hmm. she keeps making the right move. <laughs> no, you're but right. Yeah, yeah you're you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, I just I didn't care for the way they I guess introduced her and she just sure. came across like 
too human and not inquisitory enough. I, I made up a word. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> That's what like, we do. Yeah, you know, I don't she, know. She didn't seem like a little side lackey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and and I don't know if you recognize the uh, the one inquisitor. The one um, is uh, Sung Kang. Sung Kang. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, so yeah. Han. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. Han. Yeah, I was like, I kept looking at him going, I know him. I know him. Yeah. And then I saw his name pop up. Yeah. I'm like, no kidding. That was him. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to watch this. Yeah, it's on my list, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching Blue Bloods. I don't know if y'all are into that. There's 12 seasons of that going. Yeah. No. So I'm kind of at season three. It started a long time ago, but I'm watching that. And I'm also, of course, I you know I just had to start watching Stranger Things, uh, number yeah. four. Anybody yeah. start that yet? Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Anybody finish it yet? I'm not finished. I got the last 20 minutes of. Episode seven to watch. I'm not finished yet. I'm I'm in. I'm around. Five. I'm sorry to around my. There's each each one's like a little movie in itself. You got to get yeah, sixteen and ninety minutes to watch that shit. They're like all an hour and fifteen, yeah. hour and twenty minutes this time. And there's another. I think there's another part of this season coming out in July. In July, there's two episodes yeah. to finish. And they're July, like yeah. long episodes, yeah. really long. Yeah. Good God! And this is a good one, man. So uh, you got to see. You got to. You watched everything but the last twenty minutes of. Yeah, that's in that, that's dedication, man. You gotta wait for that. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, I was wait. off. I was off Friday on purpose. But you saw the Victor Creel episode. The which one? Victor, Cre- you know, uh, Robert England. Yes, yes. That's what I say. You yeah. saw yeah. episode five. It was in episode four. No, so okay. I yeah. hope I didn't spoil it for no, you. No, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen episode five. I think that's the one I'm about to watch. So Robert, you like four? But Robert England was already in. He was in four. Yeah, because he's the one with like the messed up. Yeah, yeah with the yeah, eyes yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which is oh. funny. I was like the irony, right? Because it's like the villain of the series is somebody that's like coming in your. Like dream, you right. know, like they can't control so it. Much yeah, so much. Like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I thought it's it was a Freddy Krueger like, yeah. kind of character. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know because they did not <laughs> advertise him on the credits or anything as being in the show until after the show <laughs> was over. Yeah. 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 And, and I was like, wait a minute, I know who that is. Yeah, and like, holy shit, it's Freddy Krueger. Pretty yeah. much, it's a yeah. new version of Freddy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And coming into the dreams, coming into the nightmares, cutting out his own damn eyes. I mean. And being really Freddy-ish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is everybody enjoying season four so far? I I want to say I'm enjoying it so far. I'm enjoying it. I definitely feel like, uh, what would the word be? The novelty has worn off a bit for okay. me. Like I, but I mostly think it's not Stranger Things. I, I think I enjoyed when they were kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, yeah, there yeah. was a specialness and uniqueness to them being kids and yeah. then, like it made I think it made it feel like the 80s you know what I'm saying yeah, when like right. kids solving these like problems but now it's just like it's like a teenage horror movie at right, this point you right, know right. so right. yeah, yeah. yeah. which is it doesn't make it bad no right yeah. it's the just got a different feel it's just different yeah. 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 yeah the direction has switched a little bit for this show and I think after I mean this was most of that was recorded in late 19 early 20 so again this is another one that's coming out two years later three years three years yeah, later yeah the last one premiered in 2019 that's, that's right yeah. it premiered a year before COVID almost yeah. So people have been waiting so damn long for this thing. Uh, you could do a little recap at the beginning yeah. of the season, but that don't matter. I mean, d- yeah. these kids are literally yeah. not kids anymore. I don't want to get too far. I know we got to get back to wrestling. <laughs> Let me ask you guys something. Dirty do you, do you feel like binge culture is dead? Binge culture is different now that COVID is different. Binge culture was huge. For like 10 years. For a while and yeah. then peaked during pandemic because that's all you could do. Now that things are opening back up, I think people want to do other things than binge. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah. Well, because the reason I ask is a lot of shows and streaming services have gone to weekly releases. Correct. Like Disney Plus, you know, right. like Amazon yeah. Prime. Even HBO right. Max, uh, We Own the City, yeah, Flight Attendant, exactly. all that. Netflix, to an extent, is the only one still holding on to the, dropping it everything all, all at once. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and they're I, splitting up seasons, Ozark. They're splitting yeah, up. Yeah, and right now they're starting to split up seasons. So they're, they're like inching their way yeah. into it, you know? And they're going to put ads in it by the end of the year. Netflix. Probably. Yeah, yeah. shit. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I think binge culture has run, run its course. course. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I get what you guys are saying and all. Like for me personally, I you think, still got twenty minutes to watch, so you right, ain't binge well, the whole thing. Well, I, I, I watched. Did you watch all seven? I, I all still seven. like binge. Yeah, so do I. I, I don't mind like it. getting everything all at once. I do too. Yeah, and yeah, knowing I mean, that I can watch it when I want. You know what I'm saying? Right, I, I like it. Right. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I was excited. Like Obi Wan, the first two episodes were pretty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Bonus. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I get what you guys are saying. I mean, you know, I think they are kind of turning away from it is, allowing. Yeah. It yeah. Much, yeah. Especially since now, I and mean, even theaters are open. Different thing. Television series are doing different things. It's it's different now. Yeah. I think it really peaked in 2020, especially because that that's what you had to do. And now, uh, 2021 into 2022, especially now, I think it's. I like that it's still there, but I don't think it's as big as it used to be. So before we go back to wrestling, because right, dirty ugly wrestling point, yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. the so, second this is now the like, movie talk Messiah podcast. <laughs> we're <gonna> talk, <laughs> we got to do that because yeah. you're wearing your shirt. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk to dazzling Derek yeah. Benish, and then we're going to talk about pro wrestling in the yeah. second half of this. But right, right. Right. So one more, one more movie. I, I'm just curious, and this one's going to be like really maybe kind of strange to people and all. So or Disney Plus, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie <laughs> just came out. Have either of you guys uh, caught that or watched Ain't that seen yet? it yet, but I've seen previews and it's actually on my list. I okay. do not plan to watch. <laughs> no. It. Yeah. Well, I like. Should I know? They're they're like an older. I've never seen anything. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah. if you're not familiar with the Chippendale Rescue Rangers cartoon from the late eighties, oh, yeah, early nineties, yeah. oh, yeah. then I it wouldn't it. be worth your time. Okay. But for anybody that grew up as a fan of the Disney afternoon yeah. with, with Tailspin, Damn and right. Duck, and um, and Ducktales, Damn and all right. that stuff. Woo! I, I, no spoilers for anybody, but the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie is absolutely fantastic. Wow. It is fantastic. Does not like Top Gun Maverick, but likes Chippendale yeah. Rescue Rangers. Now, it, see, this is how CM yeah. Funk rolls. It is a modern modern day Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I love Roger Rabbit. Because it's both live action and animated, and there's all sorts of cameos and references and stuff like that. And nice. All, so, but the the storyline is actually really really good and strong too. So okay, um, right. So. Chip and Dale, just yeah. You know, if, you, if you don't see a big ugly, I'll fill you in. All right, thank we you. Talk, when yeah. we have the next tangent yeah. on the next podcast, we'll now, talk I, about. I it. I feel like I might watch it. I, I'll watch stuff if I, you know if the reviews are good. You know, so yeah. I'll, I'm, yeah. I'll go ahead and check it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, like you know, there are obviously references to the old cartoon. Yeah, and that's kind of where it bases itself out of. Yes, but. But Does it's it? just a fun watch, I thought, you know, yeah. too. So, um, okay. anyway, just throwing that out there for the listeners. Wonderful. Well, hey, Chippendale. I, you know, this is great. And that's Chippendale Rescue Rangers, not Chippendale, like, stripping. No. Okay, good. This is, like, G-rated movie. Yeah, or PG uh, Mostly, movie. yeah, yeah. Okay, there, there, there's some There is some uh, uh, adult humor to, to of course. it. Yeah. yeah. Adult humor. So, uh, you know, we, we, we were talking about movies. We were talking about television. We were talking about streaming. Uh, we can talk about all this good stuff. And this is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> and we appreciate you sticking around yeah. for all of this. Um, so what do you say we take a uh, – unless uh, – we're going to take a small break in a minute unless we got more TV or movies to throw in. 
Uh, we could. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely right. could. But, yeah, um, but this is good stuff. And then we're going to come back with uh, uh, an interview that I did with Dazzling Derek Benish. And it's going to be great stuff. Um, we're going to talk about pro wrestling. We're going to talk about what he's doing in the business. We're going to talk about the lost art of the manager of professional wrestling. It's fantastic. And then when we come back for our second segment, which will be the third segment of this podcast, we're going to talk about all this professional wrestling stuff that I took notes for that we sort of <laughs> talked about in the beginning. And then we just started going off. But we'll be right back after these promotional we don't have promotional messages we just have music that's so it just listen to yeah. this you love the song and we're back on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast my name is dirty mike the big ugly is taking care of some business right now but that's okay because I'm getting to take care of some business. You know, I like to have some controversial people uh, on the podcast every now and again. And in the past couple of years, getting back into the pro wrestling business post-COVID and all this, I've had the opportunity to uh, encounter an extremely controversial figure. Um, he, he's, a, he's a talker. He's a manager. He's a, he's a disruptor at times. Uh, but, you know, we, we'll let him talk about that. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is the one and the only. He is Dazzling Derek, and I'm going to say the name wrong, so you might as well cut me off like you usually do. It, it is Dazzling Derek Benish. How many times, Mikey D, do we have to go through this? See, are, are you really that dumb? See, well, see, I say Benish, and then other people say Benesh, and put, a, put uh-huh. the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. And but you always blame me for this. It's not my fault. I'm trying, man. Oh yeah, that's right, man. We're we're in the uh, we're in the blame everyone else generation. You see, that's what's wrong with you. No responsibility for yourself. Oh boy. As when Derek Benish, I, I you know I lived through this growing up as a uh, uh, as a Christian boy going through school, um, and teachers just couldn't get it right. And man, I tell you, it still continues in my adult years to this day. No matter how many times I tell you. And I was thinking about cutting you off a little bit earlier, but I was like, nah, let's give this guy a chance. Here he is calling me a disruptor and yada, 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 and so forth here, too. But I tried to give you a chance with pronunciation. <laughs> you didn't. You, did, you definitely didn't disappoint, Mike. I, I, I apologize, I'm sure. You know, because usually you got the podium out there and you talk about being raised in the Christian. I, you know, I actually kind of see that because of uh, some of the things, uh, some of the people that you represent out there on the wrestling scene. Um, I can definitely see. I was raised in a Catholic school as well, so you and I were definitely raised similarly, but uh, we, we've taken different paths, Derek. Uh, dazzling Derek, as it were. Could definitely never tell. And uh, dazzling I am. Do you not agree, Mikey D, that I am by far the best rep manager on the independent circuit today? I, I will say that I, I do love your jackets. I do love the tops. I do love, uh, you know, the, the, the color and, and the sparkle. And it is very, it, it's very interesting. You definitely have something there. Uh, but you definitely stand out. Let's put it that way. Well. Well, I will I will go on record and say I have got by far more outfits than any other manager on the independent circuit today with as many suits that I have. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I, I that is a very bold claim, but a claim, believe you me, I will stand behind. So you've got the uh, wardrobe. Okay, I got it. Uh, oh, I got I got plenty. I definitely <laughs> aim to have a different outfit every single show that I come out there. Thus far, I haven't disappointed. And so, uh, but yeah, no. As far as my threads there, too, you know, it's worth everything. You know, take take gear out 
Oh, of course I of course I stand out because why? Because in a way, Mikey D, I stand for tradition. I stand for tra- traditional golden age managers of the past. Mm. Bobby the Brain in the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, Paul E. Dangerously, the Doctor of Styles, like Classy Freddie Classy, Mr. Fuji, on and on and on. Kind of really the folks that you don't see today, but I stand for bringing the class and managers back to the profession. I do like to hear that. It's, uh, you know, it's a lost art, as it were. You can't just, uh, you know, stand with somebody at ringside and be a manager. You have to have uh, a certain amount of, uh, certain amount of talent, certain amount of per- uh, intensity, certain amount of, uh, respect for the business to do it. And granted, you do things a little bit differently, but I do see that, uh, you are, uh, definitely keeping the art alive of the manager of uh, professional wrestling. And that's something that actually I, I'm looking forward to seeing on uh, Saturday, May 21st at the Bel Air Armory at the Great Maryland Bash. That's EWA. I know that uh, you've uh, definitely made your impact with EWA and some other folks. And, and uh, what will we expect to see you there on May 21st at uh, EWA Great Maryland Bash? I represent a number of clients, and obviously my first being the Toxic King, Rico Hendricks. Of course, I represented uh, Big Business, a faction uh, up at 1CW, Work SWL. For Saturday, May 21st, however, uh, I'll be representing uh, Ty Awesome, Tyler Hastings, up at 1CW. But, you know, the Toxic King, Rico Hendricks, he has his arsenal ready to go. The Toxic King, Rico Hendricks, the team of Fury, Van Williams, Mr. Jones, they are ready to take on the team of the EWA Maryland champion, Tyler Mason, Grizzly O, old man, young boy, what the hell kind of name is that? And, of course, these grimy Scots, and believe me, they are grimy. But I have no doubt in my mind with Rico Hendricks and his team behind him, he will be the Toxic King, will be victorious with or without dazzling Derek Fetish at ringside. So that that match is actually called the Eliminator 2. It's the second Eliminator that EWA has had. And, and that's just a, a stacked match. And, uh, you know, you're, you're telling me that, and I know, and I know Ty awesome. He is definitely awesome. You're telling me that you're going to be representing him in another organization in another state as opposed to representing Rico when you've got all of this chaos happening in the Eliminator? Believe me, the Toxic King Rico Hendricks, like I said, the man is a natural athlete. He doesn't need dazzling Derek Benish, frankly, at ringside for a victory. But granted, I do make things a little bit easier. I'm there to make sure that the official calls things down the middle. I'm there to make sure that there's no biases within the match. I'm there to make sure that we keep the crowd under control. But no, absolutely. Look, the Toxic King Rico Hendricks, he has been a cruiserweight champion before. And obviously, you know, he is on his way on the up and up within the independent circuit today. So believe you me. With as many people as he got, we've got a game plan together. He is going to be victorious in that match. You, you talk about you talk about the official in that match. You know, more than likely, uh, it's going to be me. You know, because uh, I, if you happen to remember, I was the official in the match with Rico Hendricks and Saul Esparza. You, you just really can't decide, Mikey D, about whether you want to be an official or whether you want to be a ring announcer, well, or whether you, frankly, want to be just a disruptor. Hey, now, the hey. here's form a fountain of misinformation I think I have ever spoken to. Whoa. Frankly, I wouldn't even be coming on this dirty, filthy, rotten podcast. Dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. It's filthy. All right, dirty. so... 
Filthy podcast. You know, I I have my just as you were having the art of the manager of professional wrestling. I started with the art of refereeing. It's a, uh, it's kind of uh, you know, it's something that seems to be forgotten now and again. But uh, I, I do, I've done it for a long time. Out of a crap, when you get your license out of a cracker jack box, what do you? Whoa, do? hey. I love Cracker Jacks, and we are not sponsored by Cracker Jack. We are not paying them royalties. However, I love Cracker Jacks. But it is going to be, that is one of the several matches that is happening at EWA Great Maryland Bash. And I'm sure as EWA puts more events on the calendar, we're going to see Dazzling Derek back in EWA with Rico Hendricks and possibly even put, you know, putting his, uh, you know, voice into the ears of other EWA talent. You never know. I mean, you could be creating stables. You could be, uh, you know, you could be taking Rico all the way to the top. Perhaps he'll even challenge for some of those other singles championships. Maybe he'll gather a partner. Maybe he'll go for the tag team championships. Who knows? Listen to me. When 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 someone is challenging for gold, again, Dazzling Derek Bennett has got to prioritize. We've got a plan for Rico Hendricks. We are going to look for the toxic king to be entering the main event status very, very soon. Mm. It's only a matter of time. But again, I'll just hint that whereas nothing in Squirmly has been announced, we are very strategically placing our resources when championships are on the line. Because well, Why? Because very simple. When you are a champion within any organization, you get paid more. If you win the match, you get paid more. What did Gorilla Monsoon always say? He said the winners share the purse money. And that's very, very true. So, again, we talk strategy amongst ourselves, amongst our organization, and we put a plan in place, we execute it. So, that you're not going to beat EWA, the Great Maryland Bash on May 21st, that's okay. Because independent wrestling, as far as Dirty Ugly Wrestling is concerned, we're a big fan of the indie circuit. Um, we've had people on from all different organizations, all different states, all different places. And 1CW is no exception. Ty Awesome is certainly awesome. I've worked with him before in uh, SWO, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a minute. But tell me more about this uh, Ty Awesome 1CW. Tell me what you, is it just him you're representing or are you going going for a stable there, and what's happening on May 21st there? Well, Dazzling Derek Benish has represented a stable, and that stable was big business. Uh-huh. And uh, during that time there, I managed uh, Ty Awesome, which of course was uh, recently the 1CW Workhorse Champion, and I managed Bad Bad Banks, who was the 1CW Pro Wrestling Champion. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of gold. I've represented a lot of high-profile clients in my short time managing in this profession. However, Dazzling Derek Benish has certainly been behind the scenes for many years, just finally decided to pull the plug. But that being said, yes, so I've managed Tiberius Asante, the mighty Zion, Ty Awesome, the Toxic King, Rico Hendricks, Bad Bad Banks, all up within 1CW, the most dominant faction ever seen in 1CW. And unfortunately, recently, Bad Bad Banks, our cornerstone within the company, uh, within the organization, recently lost. Who did he lose the 1CW Pro Wrestling to? Championship to? Morrissey, of all people. W. Morrissey mm-hmm. in wrestling, now working with AEW. Big Cass, if you will. The man formerly known as Big Cass, Cass XL, whatever you want to call this. You can't teach walking, that. Whatever you want to call this walking moron. This Whoa! Seven-foot-tall dumb oaf. Oh, but after the title loss, let's say that uh, there, I, you know, again, not saying anything that anybody else really isn't aware of, that is now there, there's a little bit of dissension, frankly, in the ranks. 
agreements going on. Bad, bad banks uh, decided to walk away from our organization. So, you know, we, we essentially lost the cornerstones. Uh, we had um, you know, studio Christopher Andino, uh, who you're very familiar with. Oh, he, yeah. He joined our organization. He decided to leave. Tiberius decided to leave. And, of course, in the past, Mr. Banks there, too, decided to relieve Zion, the mighty Zion, of his services. Mm. So, at this point, we decided to go. We, uh, we had some dinner after the event. Uh, Ty Awesome and Rico Hendricks, that's the king and I. We met, we discussed the plan, we discovered, we feel that our interests are aligned and we're on the same page. So that being said, we are sticking together. Um, and then also, uh, uh, you know, we, we basically have some plans coming up for uh, 1CW on Saturday. Also, we have an event, Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling. I'm going to be down uh, in Chicoteague, Virginia, this coming Saturday. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's just say I have some surprises in plan, but I will be there. Uh, some of the names that I mentioned will be there, and we're going to see what happens. Uh, but I will not be revealing, obviously, any strategy prior to that event. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, you do uh, you do get around, and that's uh, that's uh, something that, that a manager certainly can can do, uh, you know, spreading your wings, as it were. Um, did mention SWO a little bit earlier. I've been affiliated with that organization for over 10 years, and you and uh, the Toxic King certainly uh, have made a mark there. And, um, you know, t- tell us about uh, what's going on at this point. SWO is running shows once, twice a month, and uh, they're really uh, trying to be on fire there and uh, – uh, Susquehanna, Pennsylvania, Red Lion, Pennsylvania, Columbia, Pennsylvania, Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania. You can talk about SWO a little bit. SWO is certainly a great organization. It had definitely one of my favorite matches uh, that I've been at ringside for. Uh, that was the Toxic King Rico Hendricks uh, teaming up with Tim Rush. Uh, we took on the team of uh, Ace Dallas, the Almighty Reverend, and Sonny Kiss, of mm, all people. Absolutely. AEW, Sonny Kiss. That was that was probably one of the most explosive matches, uh, deafening uh, main events. Although it, it wasn't technically really the main event of the show, uh, but it, it was kind of really the marquee match of the show. Um, definitely drew a lot and absolutely deafening at ringside, you know, for that. But yeah, you know, so, so Toxic King right now, just just with my schedule, he's been kind of going alone uh, up there in SWO. So I'll look to return sometime soon. Uh, for that, but uh, yeah, so, so Toxic King's basically looking to make his mark. He's, I know he's, he's, you know, we talk about it, but he's feuding with Merrick Miami right now. I have no doubt that he will be victorious in that particular feud. I am advising him. So, uh, so yeah, no, uh, things are going good right now for the Toxic King and uh, SWO, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we got in store uh, at a future SWO event there soon. Fantastic. Say, I, I knew there's uh, there, there's definitely a method behind the madness here and uh, dazzling Derek Benish. Benish, you see, I said it right. There it was. And uh, this is fantastic. Had to tell you times. I well, you know, I again, I say it correctly. Others do not, but you know, it, it's okay. Oh, is that what it is? That's that's what it is. Yeah, it's not me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of which, um, let's, let's, uh, change the channel a little bit here. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, let's get out of the dazzling side. Let's get into the Derek side. I just kind of want to know, uh, and, and our listeners of Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast love to hear this kind of stuff. You know, how did you get into the professional wrestling business even more so? Um, have you been a fan all of your life or is this something you just kind of fell into? Talk about. So I started watching professional wrestling uh, 1990. I believe uh, I was about um, 
13 or uh, about 13 at the time. So I was a little bit older maybe than when uh, most uh, fans of the uh, sport, um, if you will, mm. uh, start watching. But, uh, yeah, but now one of the things that I was really drawn to professional wrestling is certainly the, you know, and you hear the phrase, the larger-than-life character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really the time, if you will, of the golden years of wrestling, maybe what you'd call the tail end of it. Right. Uh, so um, that was really the time of Hulk Hogan, the mm-hmm. ultimate warrior, really, you know, Ric Flair um, in his prime, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, Mr. Perfect, ravishing record. I was a big-time... Uh, fan of the old WWF. Um, and there you go. Kind of drew me to it. As I said, it WWF, the World Wrestling Federation. Hey, the World Wildlife Fund ain't got nothing on us, so you go right ahead. <laughs> they certainly don't. <laughs> uh, but but no, I, 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 that was really what kind of drew me in was the original style of the WWF. Um, I was always fascinated with the good versus evil, the costumes, if we, if you will, and. One of the things that really drew me to wrestling uh, was definitely how colorful characters the managers were. And I knew my and lots of times, look, let's face it, when, when we're kids, when we're young, we like to picture ourselves. I'm like, I, you know, I can do this. And I, and I knew within me, I, I was never really an athlete, but I loved what I was seeing so much. And I, who I kind of really kind of flocked to was actually the managers. Um, yeah. It really, and at the time, it was really... Uh, Jimmy Hart, who was one of the most colorful managers, you know, in wrestling history with his, with his jacket. That's one of the managers who I have a lot of inspiration from. And of course, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who still to this day is regarded as the, uh, most famous and, uh, recognized as the best manager of all time. Uh, Paul Heyman certainly right up here to this day and certainly bless him for continuing to do what he does. Uh, he was very young back then. Uh, he was really kind of working NWA, WCW, right. you know, at the time. But yeah, I always, it was something about the instigator, like always at ringside, kind of, you know, really interpicking his spots, interfering, um, you know, in a match, causing distractions, getting the crowd uh, on their case that I just absolutely loved. I was like, I could so picture myself being in that role. So yeah, to answer your question, I was really a long time wrestling fan and I've seen a lot of stuff. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff since then, but I was so glad to be alive during that time when really the heyday of managers, you know, the golden years, because there really is nothing like it. And they're tr- as someone who's lived through both eras, that era, the attitude era, the uh, ruthless aggression era, and of course the PG era to the through today, mm. uh, it, it just is not the same. Um, it, it just it, it just sadly doesn't have the same magic. Um, so I, I really stand for, you know, with my particular persona, my character, paying tribute to some of the great uh, from that period. I absolutely agree with you. And, uh, you know, I think you and I are about that same age group, you know, right around that same time. And I actually started watching wrestling at about that same time as well. It started off with WWF superstars once a week and USA Network had all American wrestling once a week. And Saturday night's main event came on NBC at 1130 p.m. once every couple of months on a I didn't care if it was pre-taped, you know, a month and a half ago. I didn't care. I didn't know about that. Nobody did. And, uh, you know, we watched, you know, three or four, I'm not going to call them premium live events because they're not, they're pay-per-views. But and even before the era of pay-per-view, it was closed circuit and all that good stuff. And 
I, people, you know, maybe don't appreciate that era as much as they could because most of the generation that we work with in the independent wrestling organizations grew up in the Attitude Era. Um, yeah. So they they may have some idea of what you're just talking about here, but I, I hope that you know true wrestling fans true wrestling historians can now go back and watch the network and watch youtube and you know check out and they should check out a lot of the stuff especially the manager stuff as i mentioned before it's kind of a lost art you see it once in a while but a good heel manager a good knowing timing knowing how to stay away how to get involved when they need to uh how to you know make the timing work you know to help whether it be a singles match or a tag team or whatever it can or distract a referee or whatever it is it makes a huge deal in telling a story i'm all about storytelling um i think you do that really well i mean this is a shoot yeah mikey th- thank you very no, that's nice man um yeah i, I- I, I look, you know, at the risk of both probably you and myself coming across as basically saying, you know, what the audience is hearing is we're both saying, get off my lawn, you know, and we're at that <laughs> age. But the thing is, you and I have lived through those areas. Yeah, yeah. We have seen, we have seen today versus what we've seen when we've grown up. And, and just being totally on, and, and yeah, I mean, I, my God, I lost interest in wrestling. I took a hiatus from. 2008 when it was getting to be a struggle to watch Raw yeah. every week, 2007, 2008, yeah. all the way until AEW was formed. And I, and I was like, okay, well, I'm seeing where this is going. Yeah. I, I like the direction that WWE is going. And uh, um, and I gave it a chance. And yeah, I mean, whereas it's not maybe exactly what you and I watched, it might not be exactly be the attitude, but I'm sure, you know, darn it, it's the closest thing out there. And I, I think they do overall a really good job in, um, you know, it, it's funny because WWE calls themselves really sports entertainment. Yeah. I really feel, however, that they focus so much more intently on what, on why so many things, on the wrong things. I feel that they focus so much more on the wrestling quality when ironically enough, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, Ironically enough, what happened in the match, the match itself was maybe one of the more least important things. It was everything in wrestling, what made us watch it, what made it magical was, again, the characters, yeah. the character development, yeah. the story up to the feud, the quality of the feud themselves that made you want to watch the match, yeah. you know, to begin with and get emotionally invested into the match. So I always thought that, look, I'm not saying, my God, I'm not saying go out there and have a bad match. Right. But when you focus like maybe 95% of your efforts, okay, we got to have a great technical match going on there too. We got to make it 10, 15, 20 minutes um, on the show. And oh, by the way, it's going to be Joe Smith coming out to face John Jones. And we're going to do it every single other week here, every single week on Raw. And the fans are going to love it. No, you know, you're you're missing something here. And that's why the audience, so many times today, in my opinion, this is only my opinion talking here, but why they sit like, you know, almost in silence sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's because the emotional investment and the characters that people want to live vicariously through are gone. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, it, there's, there, they have, obviously, there's the WWE, especially in that 2008 era when they were pretty much the biggest and the only game in town. Yet, yeah, of course, you had New Japan once in a while, but that wasn't as widely followed. And you had Impact or a TNA Wrestling, which wasn't as widely followed. Um, but, you know, when you got to that point, 
and you only had a couple of characters at that point. It might have been John Cena, um, you know, still Undertaker, Shawn Michaels on the tail end. A lot of these people where the era was changing. You, you you were invested in some of the people from the work that they have done for so long, but it was hard to get behind the new, the next generation, the new generation, whatever you want to call it, because of, you're right. There's there's a lot of downtime. In some of those events, which I do believe now in this era of professional wrestling, especially during COVID and post-COVID when people needed to get a lot more creative, um, I think this is probably, other than the era that we grew up in, this is the most exciting time to be involved in professional wrestling, to be a fan of professional wrestling, because there's so many games out there. And, you know, now that AEW has established itself and they have partnered with Impact Wrestling and partnered with New Japan and partnered with Independence, and then you see all these other independents like we were just talking about, SWO, 1CW, EWA, and there's tons more. They're actually making a difference and making a mark and it's you can get invested somewhere. You don't just have one show to watch for three hours on a Monday night where you can maybe get invested. Um, now you have options, and especially with all the content and the streaming and everything that was created during the pandemic, there's so many places to watch. I don't know if you if you agree with that as well. Maybe it's too much content. I've said that at some point in time, but I think there's something for everybody to latch on to these days. Well, I, I think that, look, you know, we go back to our days, so our, our days when we first started with Superstars of Wrestling, Wrestling Challenge, yeah. and of course, each of the syndicated shows that were one hour a week, um, you know, you had Primetime Wrestling, Monday Night Raw, you know, that was, uh, originally, I think Raw started, if I remember correctly, as one hour, and, yeah. and it eventually expanded to two hours, Right. but maybe we added most what we would watch would be maybe three, four hours a week, but I just think with... With the direction WWE went with with Raw, okay, let's start with two hours. Okay, let's stand at three hours. I think that was one of the worst mistakes. I, 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 and I, I love yeah, it. too much reasons that was why it's done. Uh, but it gets to a point where if you're playing the long game, you know, it gets the overkill and it has a very negative impact. So you know, you basically you have Raw, you three hours. You have SmackDown, two hours. You have NXT. Two hours. Uh, it's like how, how much how much can people watch in a week? Yeah. How much free time do people have? You know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, again, the way I've, I've always I've kind of and this kind of the direction. This is like the biggest thing I felt that's been kind of going on behind the scenes in wrestling. Uh, just just based on my analysis, is that really you have two types of wrestling fans. You have fans who are truly fans of the entertainment aspect of wrestling. And then you are fans that really view wrestling truly as a sport with having the best competitive technical match that they possibly can. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you have your fans that watch for the technical side of things. Mm-hmm. And those two fans have been butting heads for years, oh. I feel. It's just something that we haven't really talked about really as much out in the open in a forum and say, look, this is what's going on here. This is why you have fans that say they hate WWE. This is why you have WWE fans that say they hate AEW. It's because of the type of wrestling program I feel that people want to watch. Yeah, I think that the time that we grew up in was really what I consider to be more true um, entertainment side, you know, with watching the WWF. And that was kind of how Really, I I really enjoyed wrestling from the entertainment side. I wanted to see an entertaining match, yeah. But they did a good job supplementing it. You have to you have to first care about the match, 
Well, you can't necessarily, like, I feel like somehow the roles got reversed with WWE over the years, where you first had to become invested in the performers to care about what they do in the ring. Yeah. Whereas the roles got reversed and say, okay, you're going to care about the performers after you watch what they do in the ring first, and then you're going to get to care about them because of what they do in the ring. Yeah. So therefore, that's when wrestling starts to be viewed as more of a technical sport. And I truly do feel, and this is not a knock against anybody that really wants to be a fan of the technical side, but I, I see so many people on the IWC that support that type of wrestling, but the majority of casual fans, I feel, have gone away because of that shift in direction. A large part of what I felt was, ironically enough, ca- uh, 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 could probably be attributed to maybe some of Meltzer's influence. Mm-hmm. People, you know, when he put in the Observer there, too, he would always take a quality, you know, emphasizing the match quality, He'd go over, he'd do an analysis of the match, rate the matches, and you mentioned the Attitude Era, yeah. and a lot of today's fans maybe growing up as kids on that. And, of course, what was happening at the time, the kayfabe barriers were breaking down. Right. People were were listening to the Meltzers. The Internet started forming, obviously, at that time, began being commercialized. Uh, That was around 96, uh, you know, 96, 97-ish or so. It started blowing up a little bit more. And that's how I kind of think of what we got, how we got where we are today. Yeah. I agree. And at that, that point in time, too, I just throw, throw this out there, the, the mid-90s, you know, post, you know, WWE got a little flat there when, when Hogan jumped or whatever the case new may generation, be. Yeah, kind of went, Vince was scrambling a new generation there. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, but right after that, though, mid-90s, that's when ECW started to come fruition. That's when WCW, you know, got hot when they, you know, had Eric Bischoff at the helm and Vince Russo writing for him. Um, yeah. and Monday Night Wars started in the WWE had to get creative to fight back, and that was all about tape trading before the internet came up and the dirt sheets and all that kind of stuff. That that I want that kind of intensity for a wrestling fan these days. I mean, yeah, there's social media and you know everybody's got a voice everywhere, but I want that kind of you know that kind of underground feel where it's 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 uh, not necessarily understood, but it's cool to be a part of the party. You know what I mean? Anybody, I guess, that's listening to this right now that, you know, maybe is a newer fan that didn't live through the Attitude Era, maybe was a kid, didn't go to the shows, I can tell you that, of course, this was when WWE was running. This was still the house show really before the internet, in my opinion, was what was starting to kill the house show because the results uh, being advertised, people begin to see, oh, gee, it's the same show. Right. From town to town. To town. Right. That's my opinion, was what killed the house show business. Yeah. But I got to tell you, the, the house show business back in the Attitude Era, you had house shows sold out on right. a regular basis. You had fans screaming. You had fans cheering. Uh, my God, even the oddities, if you remember the oddities. Sure do. Uh, I'll see people there, too. My ICP, God, Golga, all that, I, yeah. They were they were one of the biggest, <clears throat> just from crowd response, crowd reaction. You know, they were screaming, and they weren't they weren't the greatest wrestlers. No. So, nope. again, that, that, that goes to tell me there, too, okay, hmm, gee, you're selling out house shows, you got people paying for, for merchandise and everything for these people, they aren't the best wrestlers. Maybe we're missing something. <laughs> I agree. See, there's, and we could we could go on forever about this, and we will. We're going to yeah, follow we, up like, with this on another podcast. We certainly are. But <clears throat> let me tell you, to, to have a um, 
you know, uh, a passion for the business and, and a respect for the history of the business and a knowledge of the business like you have, Derek. And that's that's why we, you know, had this podcast for six plus years. You know, there, there are people uh, like yourselves and, you know, whether they're a part of the business, whether they're a fan of the business, whether they're quiet, whether they're loud. I mean, it's uh it's, it's just a great time to be a fan of the pro wrestling business. And, I, you know, as a shoot, you know, we have our issues on camera, on microphone, but I, I, I'm a fan of yours. Um, and I hope we get to, you know, hang out and talk a lot more. But right right now, what I'd like you to do, and you, you're good at this uh, self-promotion thing, and that's a, that's a shoot. Um, <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you on socials and, 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 again, mention the organizations that you work with. And people can come out and see Dazzling Derek. May 14th, right? Definitely good luck with all that, and I'm, I'm following all your pages, and I love to share all the information, especially to get out and, and support independent wrestling. I mean, it's uh, it's getting bigger now than it has been, and, and COVID's taking a backseat a little bit. You know, still got to be careful out there, but um, I think it's uh, there's a lot safer out there to perform for the performers, for the for the audiences, and um, it, it's the summertime, so there's a lot of great things that can happen outside um, or in air-conditioned buildings is always nice as well, um, but um, I tell you, Dazzling Derek Benish, it has been uh, a pleasure to have you on uh, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and uh, I certainly do appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule. You're a busy man, and uh, I will do my very best to, uh, when I'm a ring announcer, I'll do my very best to put you over before you cut me off, and <laughs> and when I'm a referee, I'll do my very best to call it. Please be unbiased and call it down the middle. Right down. Hell, Mikey. I did you static, but did as a result of you. You were fair. Uh, you did count the match. Uh, count the match there too to award the Toxic King his, his EWA Cruiserweight Champion. I did. I at, least get, I at least give you credit there. But one of the most important things you just said a moment ago is support independent wrestling and folks. You know, just kind of seeing the direction. Uh, not just this particular industry, but a lot of industry are going in just with monopolies being formed. It's not good. It's not healthy when there are monopolies. You're um, right. Really, creativity stifled. So definitely the message out there is I say times a thousand what you said, support independent wrestling. Believe me, um, all the performers, the talent, the backstage workers, promoters, definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate all of your support. 
100%. Thank you very much, Derek. I really appreciate it. And uh, we will be back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast shortly. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we'll take a little break, but we'll come back because we got a lot more to talk about. And we are back yeah. on the thank you on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm a big ugly. And we are joined by the hashtag no hashtag CM Funk. And we are actually now joined by the one and only never gonna retire, Jason Justin Tucker. Welcome back to the podcast. How you thank doing, Jay? Doing good. Thanks for having me back. Of course. It's a pleasure to have you. You, you are the master of the universe. Yes, today I am. Today you are. You're wearing a fantastic shirt, and that is great to see. He has the power. He has the power. That's great. And the sunglasses, too. That's good. You might need those in today because it's, it's uh, sunny and hot outside. But All right. So let, let's talk a little pro wrestling. Why, why not? Why? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> it's, that's only what we're doing. It's Star Wars week. Right? It, is, it is Star Wars week. I mean, we had May the Fourth be with you. We had that a while, but it's Star Wars week. I but swear that sticker says Dirty Ugly Movie Podcast. Right. Right. Good. <laughs> and we, we do double as that. So let's, um, we, we started talking, touching on a few things, but let's ask Jason Justin Tucker. What are you, I know we're here to watch AEW tonight, but what, what's been standing out for you for pro wrestling? Have you been watching WWE? Have you been watching the social media? What you been seeing? So far, just WWE, no much. Okay. No more on it. There's, there's, there's not much going on in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not. I mean, <laughs> WrestleMania was good. It was pretty decent, especially day one. After that, they kind of lost it, bro. It's wow. been downhill yeah. since. Down. Since yeah. day one-ish. Yeah. Day one-ish. All right. We, we the one. So we are the one. So all right, let's uh, let's go over this. Roman Reigns is still the undisputed universal champion. I guess that's what they're calling it. And he's still carrying both titles. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now the Usos, uh, as of about a week ago, I think it is, are the undisputed tag team champions. Yes. And now carrying around four title belts. <laughs> Yeah. That's got to be pain in the ass when you're going through airport security. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I feel bad for Paul Heyman. I mean, is he going to carry all He's going to carry all six belts. <laughs> I'm he, assuming that at some point they're going to condense these belts. Like yeah. one of these pay-per-views. They're yeah. going to roll out. Premium live events? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah they, they got to, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I think the brand split is over at this point. Yeah. 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 I think that that was the reason for doing this. Like, <laughs> putting all these belts on, the you know, the hottest stable. Right. It's like you, you got to be gearing up to. Yeah, yeah, I got to combine. I don't know if yeah. they're going to make a new title belt. They should because they can sell it on WWEshop.com. Um, but what they should do is just take the the form of the title belt that they have and make a universal, not universal, but one color, whatever that color is, and then just there's a tag, there's the universal. You got your US over here. You got your Intercontinental over here. That's it. Yeah. That I think that's it. Any yeah. more titles uh, other than the women's I mean, tag title? <laughs> Sorry. Which, by the way, I'm hoping the Usos go after uh, the women's tag team players, <laughs> too. So that way they have all of the tag belts. They should. I wasn't sure if that, you know, finding out that Sasha and Naomi left, I was like, all right, is this a work? Like, is this part of the angle? It's a really like, elaborate joint, work if it is. Yeah, but the joint, I think, it, you know, it seems like it's legit. They, I like, even asked you that. They took their ball and went home. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds sounds like it. It's. I, I think it's mostly weird. I was shocked. Sasha, I'm not shocked. No. No, but <laughs> Naomi. Naomi, I was shocked, especially considering, you her know, husband her husband is, is. Yeah. 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 In the bloodline. At the baby. top of the card, right. Yeah. <laughs> she should come back and be in the bloodline as a bloodline in law. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but she she just left on bad terms. So I don't. Yeah, you I seen swear. all this about Naomi and Sasha? You heard yeah. all about Sasha this? was a bad influence. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> they should have never picked 
Sasha's been one of those women that's gotten to do everything in the WWE. Every first this, first Hell in the Cell, first Royal Rumble, first this, first that. First woman to take her ball and go home. Damn her. Yeah, yeah. First woman to take her tag team partner and her ball and yeah, go home. Go. <laughs> Damn it! Like, yeah, so she they, does it all. I don't know her, but she seems like uh, one of his. Like she's never. She's like the female version of CM Punk. A little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. just somebody that's just never happy. Accomplished everything, but still just yeah. unhappy. She has accomplished yeah. a lot. Naomi, yeah. not so much, but she's doing okay for herself. Yeah. So what happened, uh, Jay? Is um, there was a six woman tag match for Raw, and I think it was supposed to be Naomi and Sasha and Asuka, I think, and it was supposed to be against Becky Lynch, Dewdrop. And what's her name? The superhero, almost a superhero. A Nikki, Nikki A. S. H. So it was, or is this not six woman tag, but six no, it was person, a six person match, right? For the number one contender, whoever won, faced uh, Bianca at the next right. premium live oh, I event. Saw, I saw that no one showed up, but I, right. didn't, I didn't know why. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> so I, I read it, of course, online where everything's real. The next day, and I was like, "Well, Sasha and Naomi actually walked into John Laurinaitis's office, hey pal, whatever, and said we don't like the creative." Uh, here's the title belts, we're going home. And they left. And literally packed their shit and left. <laughs> so, the building. Um, that's why they had to rearrange and make it Becky versus Asuka um, for that night. Which they, I thought they did pretty well, covering their asses. But come on now. You, you, you watch WWE, you're a fan of WWE, you know that ain't right. You can't do that. Yeah. Like, you're blackballing yourself. Yeah. Like, unless you really got a job coming, or you got money coming in from somewhere else, or you're okay. Yeah. Seriously, why would you do that? And you're not Steve Austin. No, no. you're yeah. You know, <laughs> that's bridges they don't yeah. care about with mid card women at this point. Well, see, and that, that, there's two reasons why I think that it could be a work, like and all. You know, I mean, I, I get the Sasha. part This is of a it. big work, right? I mean, I get the Sasha part of it and all because she has done this in the past. You yeah. know, there's history there. You know, she does seem like the type that isn't always happy and all that, right? But you know, we kind of alluded to it before, you know, like we're shocked with Naomi doing it. Right. And that's part that leads me to think that maybe it's a work because mm. Naomi's involved in this and right. and it doesn't make sense for her to walk off. Right. She had like There's total no divas and all the all that shit with the the reality TV and she's been put over and given a her own gimmick and everything. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean and then the other thing is like it's a really elaborate work. Well <laughs> you know what? But it what better way to draw ratings though, or to get, and we're get talking about on, it right or I would love there it, so. to be something else on WWE to be interested in watching right and it, and it also now does what they wanted it to do which was make the tag team titles more important the women's tag team titles because it was nothing right I mean they're, they're putting a tournament together which yeah. yeah it'll be makeshift teams but whatever that's fine yeah. you know? they don't have any women so, tag teams right they never will so what do you think all the work Big Ugly you hoping my thing uh, it would be cool if it was work and it makes sense what CM Funk is saying I guess my thing is if they're putting together the <laughs> tournament though where does the story end like if you're going to put together a tournament and crown a new tag team, like what? Unless what Naomi they, and Sasha jump them after the fact and pull an NWO and jump over to guardrail, you know, it could be right. You build uh, to where they come back, you know, out of the blue or whatever, and, and they're like, "We're the champs." Yeah, we're the champs, and you never yeah. beat us. Yeah, I mean that. That's I mean that's a that's a straightforward wrestling story right there. <laughs> that's you know? true. So, what do you think, Jay? It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like it to be a work, or are you like I don't I don't care about these women? The women's titles, really. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and they got they got Ronda on the other side doing God knows what with the SmackDown title, and they got Bianca you know with the Raw World title. But honestly, there hasn't been anything really good going on with the women for a while since honestly Becky Lynch doing her thing when we saw her win both titles. Uh, there hasn't been anything 
really yeah. stand up for women because they, they've already done everything first. They've done, they, they done the Royal Rumble, they've done their Hell in a Cell, they've done yeah. the Money in the Bank. Now it's all just regular day to day. They need something yeah. to shake it up. Once Becky went out for maternity, the women's division just oh, it died. It slumped, you know. Yeah. And it, at the same it, time, it peaked, it peaked with Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania and Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, that was it. Your favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and c- congratulations to Charlotte. That's right, because she is she, now Mrs. Andrade. Right. She's Mrs. El Idolo. Right. Uh, they got married. I don't know if that's like a legitimate last name. I don't know. Right. That's why I say you're the Andrades. Yeah. But they got married, um, so I don't know how much longer that's going to last with them being in different companies. I mean, I know Andrade doesn't work that much more. Like, uh, she only works a couple days a week, whereas Charlotte could work every day. But she might get on that. Brock Lesnar contract. You never know. AEW's just going to have to go to every town that WWE's in, so that way they're together. Right. Yeah, Seems like they're they, they doing that. It's been working up. this far, yeah, so. Yeah. Just follow the footsteps right. and make a better footprint. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on with uh, <laughs> Naomi and Sasha. Um, so, we got, yeah, we got Roman Reigns. We got the ones. We got the Usos. WWE um, is trash. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. Let's just. I, I feel like feed. you were going to list out a bunch of stuff I that's was. going wrong. <laughs> Let's just say it's trash. I right was now. just gonna say they're I, trying. Yeah, so it is crazy because they got you know, NFTs. I went with you guys at AEW as we talked about earlier. Damn right we did. And, and I was glad because CM Funk walked me through everything that was going on <laughs> the whole time. You know what I'm saying? So it was great because I had the premise of everything, and I'm like, yo, AEW is way better than WWE, and it's like you guys have been saying that for a while, <laughs> yeah. and I've been like, ah, even the lackluster <laughs> dynamite we saw was better than WWE. It is Raw. true. I've only seen one AEW show, and it is true. You won't see another one tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> double or nothing. We're gonna we're gonna double I, down on you. I, ha- I have not still been able to watch it because of the whole TNT and TBS thing. However, I've been reading the results of what's going on. I've been following it. You know, like, okay. Yeah, like I mean. <clears throat> They do it. They keep it so simple. They they have storylines that are easy to follow along yeah. with yeah. and get invested. They don't make in. it too elaborate, right? They don't try to outthink themselves. You yeah. know, like WWE either outthinks themselves or they put no effort into it whatsoever. You know, and it's yeah. like you can't you can't have a decent show. Yo, Gangrel like showed up on AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, that was a rampage. Yeah. He came up with the, with the Hardys, yeah, or the not the Hardys. Yeah, <laughs> young boys. Yeah, I, I do. I, I agree with. Uh, I, I agree with Big Ugly though. Uh, yeah, WWE is trash. Right it's uh, there's like two decent storylines that, and they're I both getting played out. Both of them. Well, I hope he's maybe one of them, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. No. Okay. Nope. I don't even. That was getting played out though. I feel like it was it was Riddle and and Randy. Randy. But now Randy's out, right? Randy's right. out. Is he, is he taking a break or is he injured? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, they alluded to like he had like. Some yeah. back issues and all but that. But he's te- now he's te- now he's teaming with Shinsuke to go up against Riddle is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Riddle and yeah, Shinsuke. The the bloodline is one storyline that's decent and all and that that includes Orton and Riddle coming yeah, in and yeah. any, any other things, yeah. you know, that are byproducts of it. Yeah. Right. And then the, the second uh, decent storyline is um Ezekiel. Ah, I love Ezekiel. Like, yeah, yeah. That is the most mid-card thing ever, but I love it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great, yeah. Kevin Owens is selling the heck out of it, yeah. too. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? So, I don't That's know. a beautiful thing. It's good stuff. That That is the most mid-card thing, and if it gets over, Vince is going to just plug it down. But I love it. And that's the one thing I'm mo- lo- most looking forward to at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Ezekiel and uh, Kevin Owens. And I don't want it to end. I want this one to go on like Bobby Lashley and Omos has gone on for three months. I want this one to go on. You like the Ezekiel Elias thing happening? Jason? It's real fun. Yeah. Did you? I don't know if anybody else had this issue. Like when this Ezekiel character first came out, uh, before they started playing it up and he got in the ring and and, uh, 
Kevin Owens started calling him out. I, I wasn't sure at first because it looked like uh, you remember Salvatore Sincere, Johnny Paul, oh, what is his name? Johnny Gunn, whatever the hell his name was, Salvatore Sincere, a long time ago, maybe yeah, yeah. not. But that's who it looked like. I was like, he's wearing that guy's tights. But I, I, I think I should know this guy, but I don't know him. I love it. Because it's totally, I don't know his real name, but it's totally him. Like I want to say. No, 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 it's not. Shut up. <laughs> don't work me. Dude, even Sami Zayn didn't go along with Kevin Owens uh, last great. night. <laughs> oh, he started to. That was actually a good promo that they caught. In well, he, he was, he was, yeah, he was, he was going along with it because it was KO, his buddy. But then right. he's like, dude, that ain't a, that ain't a lie. Right, it's not a lie. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, now, not walk with Ezekiel, but uh, something, it was, uh, uh, something with Zeke. Speak with Zeke. Speak with Zeke something was one like of them. That, yeah, that was, I can't remember. And then we yeah. want Ezekiel, WWE. Right. So it I reminds me it. of uh, when uh, Jericho was acting like he wasn't the lead singer Fozzy, and he. You remember <laughs> right, that? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally it's, acting like somebody else. Yeah. yeah it's Dude. good stuff, and it's simple. It's such a yeah. simple story to tell. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. So yeah, did like Seth Rollins it. and uh, Cody Rhodes? Did that lose everything after Cody cut his first promo on Raw, and then that's it? That, are we are we done with that now? I mean, they're not done. Obviously, right. WWE is going to drag it out. Two things. Two things. All right. Two things. Number one, I have not I've not cared for Rollins that much since the Messiah in 2020 before the I pandemic. I wish they never killed that gimmick. I yeah. love that gimmick. All right. Second thing, Cody Rhodes. I, I don't get the hype, bro. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't I don't get it. I mean, he's okay. But I, I think you have to have watched AEW for maybe, the last three years to I guess, yeah. get all of the hype with this. I, I think it's the fact, for Cody Rhodes, I think it's the fact that he never achieved what he could have his first go around, and he was really held back. Yeah. There's no question about yeah. that. And then, to, you know, be put with the Stardust gimmick and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which I actually like the Stardust gimmick. I love gimmick, Stardust. But, um, you know, so, and the fact that he left and made something of himself outside of the WWE. Right. I yeah. think that's where it all comes from, you know. And and he is a big name. Whether he's great in the sure, ring yeah. or, you know, whatever, however you feel about that and all, I think that's not the purpose. I think yeah. it's just he is a big name now, yeah. you know, in the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in sports yeah. entertainment world. But. Mm. Right. And not I yet. agree. He's a star. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's just when I think about it, I'm like, all right, in the ring, he's like, okay, there's yeah. nothing like crazy. Right. On the microphone, I'm like, he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I'll, maybe I need to see him as a heel or something. Maybe I. I, I, I think I, that's going to come sooner than we think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so too. Because yeah. I think the, this is going to wear off. I don't know. I, I think the initial. But the thing is, if you're going to put him up, he wants to go for the world title, the universal title, whatever it is. He's going to have to go up against Roman. You can't do that heel versus heel. It ain't going to make sense. It ain't going to sell. No, and well, so, and Cody as a face is not going to be the guy that beats Roman Reigns. Cody needs to get a title shot quickly. I, I'm, I'm just saying this because they need to turn him heel quickly. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Get the title shot, lose, get knocked off your peg, and realize, hey man, I can't, I can't do this on my own. Get a stable, turn heel, something. They, they, Roman doesn't even have an opponent right now, right? Nope. No. Drew McIntyre is the only thing they've been teasing, and we've seen that before. Yeah, I, well, and they're going to hold off Drew McIntyre until um, they do the Clash at the Castle in uh, in the United Kingdom. Correct. Later in the year, September. So, yeah. Labor Day weekend. But yeah, for now, yeah. yeah. Roman's got nothing. Right. What do you... So, let's Roman's say got Drew, a break. Drew, Drew becomes the guy. You like it or is that underwhelming? Drew became the guy during pandemic. So, and then once fans came back, he wasn't the guy anymore. I don't know if they, I don't know if he can do that in front of fans. What do you think? 
I think he could because he was starting to right before the pandemic hit. True. Like he did the whole three, two, one countdown. He was getting the crowd into th- what he was doing, and he was kind of like that. Isn't he a heel? But he was doing <laughs> face stuff. But yeah. it was getting over with the crowd, and then boom, you know, pandemic hit. Yeah. You know, so he kind of got he kind of got the short end, unfortunately, Absolutely. because of that. He's doing stuff to build himself back up. He's not getting thrust right back into it. Yeah, he he needs to lose his sword. But other than that, I think he can. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Cut somebody's ear off <laughs> with that you. damn thing. Yeah, man. What do you think? You think Drew McIntyre's got what it takes, Jay? I think he's got what it takes to be the uh, to be the guy. <clears throat> I feel like he does. I feel like um, he's more like an anti-hero. Okay, he's not. He's not good and he's not bad, but okay. but he will cheat to win if he has to. Yeah, uh, yeah, we saw that I think during uh, WrestleMania because he had that. What was that? Madcap Moss? No, it was uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Happy Corbin. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is Drew. Drew McIntyre can def- definitely uh, he can hold blur the line there. and everything, you know. For but he won't. He, can... he won't beat Roman. I mean, he'll go up against Roman. He just won't beat him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Would you feel like if he beats Roman and becomes the guy, would that be underwhelming for you? If they, it, as, it, as hard as they're pushing Roman right now as as the guy, I don't think it makes sense. I, yet. I think it all depends on how you build Drew going into it. Gotcha. You know, yes. and we know the WWE's uh, <laughs> tendencies for building people. Yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. So for a couple people, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you gotta have some. Like at this point, there's no one left. Nah. You know. Well, let's go back to Jake. I mean, do, uh, do you see either Seth Rollins or Cody coming out of the storyline to step into one of those roles to be one of the championship contenders, either one of these guys? I can see Cody. Okay. Like you said, turn heel. Give him a shot and then turn heel because yeah. he, he's not going to beat Roman at this stage. Mm. No. no. I don't think – so. Ken – and, and that's a good point – and the same thing, can Drew McIntyre beat Roman at this stage? Like you said, it's the way it builds him, CM Funk. Yeah. He, at this point, being built, he's being bi- built with tag six-man tags and all this other stuff. He, he's not the guy yet. Right. No, no, yeah. no, if you're looking at people that are currently on the roster to beat Roman Reigns, to me there's only two people that, I don't even want to say they stand out, but there are only two people I could see maybe doing it. Okay. Drew would be one, but again, okay. it would because... He's got the look. He's got the size. You know, he makes he's prototypical Vince likes him. right up against Roman. Okay, sure. you know, the other one would be Seth Rollins hmm. and all. And I know, you know, people aren't maybe feeling his character and stuff. You know, Been that kind of thing. But I feel like the fans in the arena tend to get behind Rollins whenever he comes out. I mean, they're sure. doing this song. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing all that stuff. Yeah. Like, and I could easily see Seth turning face without turning face. Sure. You know, yeah. and. And I, th- I feel like he's got something over Roman, you know, which they kind of alluded to back at, um, what was that, Royal Rumble that the two of them faced mm-hmm. each other and stuff? Yeah. You know, and which I think, you, good could, match, I think you could still carry that kind of storyline yeah. over with Seth for the future and have him beat Roman. But They don't have a lot built. Like, they they don't have, like, a queue for Roman to go through. It's it's crazy. Nope. He's he, up there, but... He went through the queue. He went through the queue. <laughs> <laughs> and ain't no queue no more. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know... Who knows? I mean, Brock Lesnar's got the Brock Lesnar contract. Who knows when or where we're going to see him again? But I think... Do you think they booked themselves into a corner, or do you think this was all planned? I think they booked themselves through WrestleMania and didn't think past that. Honestly. Because Cody came in a couple weeks before WrestleMania, and they they switched all that. And then they were like, okay, we got the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time, which turned out to not be so good. Do Um, Do you think... They over anticipated this, and then they didn't plan afterwards. But do you think they did plan, and the plan for Roman is to become 
a have a reign like a Hulk Hogan, you know, a thousand days, you know, or Brock Lesnar, same thing. Because because Roman has moved up. It's only I think it's only Hogan, Bruno, Bob Backlund, and Pedro Morales are the only people that have longer reign as WWE champion, gotcha. or Universal champion, or undisputed whatever champion. You know, so <laughs> yeah. so I'm wondering if maybe there it's a long term story that they're just gonna. Just milk it. Protect yeah, the hell out of them and just... Yeah. Right. Why not? Work, work the Hulk Hogan schedule. You sure. Know, you only show up at the big pay-per-views to work, and that's it. You know, yeah. a couple house shows here and there that you need to promote, and boom. Did, well... And just let him be the the face that runs yeah. the place. I, Jay, what do you think? Let Roman Reigns be Hulk Hogan for a while? For a while. Because <laughs> he worked his ass off to get there, honestly. He beat cancer. He worked his ass off. He did. He got booed out of every stadium for yeah. years, yeah. and then when you know started turning heel, then people started to like him. <laughs> of course, now, but and leukemia put you over every time. Every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no matter how much they hate you, leukemia will put you over. So I'm all right with that. So let's let's look at it. We got a possibility of Cody Rhodes. We got a possibility of Drew McIntyre. Possibility of Seth Rollins. Who knows if Goldberg would come back and work one match? Hopefully not, because we know what's going to happen there. Um, and then we've got Money in the Bank, which, according to Cody's promo, may change because it says, uh, you know, whoever's going to win is going to main event WrestleMania. I didn't think that was the case. I thought you get the contract, you cash it in whenever you want. Hopefully that's still the case because that's a nice element because Royal Rumble is when you win and you're in the main event at right, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. What, what makes you more of a championship contender, climbing up a ladder and grabbing a briefcase or winning a battle royal where you're throwing every – well, not you're throwing, but you just end up by yourself you in the survive, ring. Yeah. You survive. What makes you more of a number one contender? Neither, right? Um, when you wrestle in a championship contenders match on Monday Night Raw, just <laughs> randomly, that's what makes you. <laughs> that's contender. right. Because Adam Pierce says it's official. Right. That's right. That's what he does. Okay. So we got. Uh, yeah. Pardon me. You all right? Okay. Good. Yeah. So we got. What do we got? We got uh, Hell in a Cell coming up on the first weekend of June. We got the first weekend of July, Money in the Bank, which has been moved from the big stadium, Jay, Allegiant Stadium, down to 17,000 in MGM Grand Arena in Vegas. Because I think what Big Ugly said, they sold 16 or 17. You can't they sold 16,000 is what they... Reported. But they didn't get 50. <laughs> they weren't going to get no. 50. No. Not in the middle of summer in Vegas. You ain't going to have people going out there. Uh, anyway... So you got that coming. And we got SummerSlam coming at the end of July. So we got a couple of big premium live events. And then we got the Clash. What's it called? Clash in the Castle? Clash at the Castle. Okay. That's in the beginning of September. Yep. So they're, they got a lot they got a lot happening. And then they got uh, Crown Jewel in November for sure. Can't wait, wait aren't they even going to do Survivor Series this year? Because they got Crown Jewel in November. They're going to do Survivor Series. They're not going to. I hope so. It's one of the big four, theoretically. Because Crown Jewel is the one in Saudi Arabia, Saudi right? Yep. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of, I feel like they kind of, it's almost like that pay-per-view doesn't matter. Like, it's it's like it does. It's a it's an elevated house show for them is what yeah, it is. It doesn't yeah. really have significance to story, or yeah. at least it hasn't. Not every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, okay. So this is what we got for WWE. It's, it's trash. Right now, they, they could do a lot of things better. Right. Nope. Okay. NXT? Any anybody? No. Okay. NXT? No. Okay. NXT? No. Moving on. <laughs> oh, boom! Think. Oh, shoot! How could I could forget? What are we talking uh, about? All right. We missed another reason this during this trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yo, all right. I thought so we were bring, going to They change. bring LA Knight up. Oh, oh Max <laughs> Dupree. 
Thank Holy you. They shit. turned my man. They they pulled like a 1990s gimmick out of their and turned him <laughs> into like a marketing agency. He's like, a male model recruit. Bro, or something. I, I can't. I can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it. I loved when he showed up on screen, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's L.A. Knight!" And actually, I called him what he used to be called, which was Eli his name, Drake. Eli Drake. Yeah. Still, I was just getting used to L.A. Knight, and now they're calling him Max Dupree. What the fuck? And okay, I, I I understand WWE wanting to change people's names from their real life names or from their independent, you know, wrestling names or whatever, but. You already did that once with him, and now you're doing it a second time with him. He could still be L.A. Knight and be the male model you know, manager or whatever he's going to be, speaking of managers. you know. So, I mean, yeah. but, yeah, I don't get it either. Like, it, yeah, it's By the trash. way, Derek, that was a great interview. I'm sorry. We, we just jumped right into tangents, but, Derek, that was fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> L.A. Knight, to me, was already a stretch. Like, L.A. Knight was like, what the fuck is that? You know, it's not, it's not a real name, but it's like, okay. Because cool. it, it, it fit the the E like Drake. Right, it fit the Drake. Yeah, you've you know. seen Max Dupree on Raw in the backstage segments. No, no. Yeah. Okay, it's, it, it's only been backstage. So <laughs> I don't know if he's going to wrestle or what he's going to do, but that's a waste of him. I don't know what they plan to do with it, but that's a waste. Well, supposedly on the house show loop or even on main event, or because I, I think they're still doing main event like or wonderful or on Peacock. Watch but, it um, on Peacock. Apparently, though, like he had like uh, remember Mace? Does everybody remember Mace? You mean T Bar uh, and Mace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From that, the what were they called? Retribution. Oh, oh shoot, they're still employed. Yeah, Do- Dominic <laughs> Dominic Dijakovic. Glad you said employed. And then. Apparently, Mace and Mansoor, if anybody's forgotten Mansoor, who I remember. Will, will remember him come Crown Jewel because yeah, we they're going to promote another Saudi Arabian. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he was he was seconding those guys on the house show loop. Like, they were going to be his original, like, you know. Male models? Yeah, his original group that he was going to have. I'll but, get that one. But they apparently scrapped that and they just brought him on now, you know. And I don't know. Maybe it could still happen. Maybe he recruits them week to week. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a waste of a guy. That guy's really talented. Yeah, yeah. And um, one, one last thing. I, you know who I feel bad for? Uh, Gunther. Oh. Yo, th- he comes out, he gets no reaction, and it's crazy because NXT, he was the fucking man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like Walter came out, it was a big deal. I say there, there's two reasons as to why he doesn't get the reaction. One, he's no longer Walter, <laughs> and two. He's half the man he used to be. <laughs> yes, he's in great shape, but it Somebody, takes all of the aura they, out of him. He pulled character. a Chris Masters. He deflate, they deflated him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, physically. Yeah. Although he does get in there and squash uh, jobbers. So, and he's what is he getting over on, uh, what's his name? Why would they not Drew bring Imperium back? Imperium, imagine Imperium one of them against the Trump. One of them got fired uh, yeah, or left. Line, yeah. Line, yes. One of them got fired or left. No, no. Uh, Didn't well, he? Fabian Aikner, who's the one who did not get caught up, apparently he's being repackaged in NXT. They, I, I heard a rumor he might be the uh, the Vinci guy that they were just they they ran some little uh, vignette this past week on NXT. Okay, I did. Sorry, we weren't going to speak about NXT, but I we just going to skip it. But yeah, yeah. well, apparently so, this is another reason why WWE is it's just faltering. Like, things that work and they screw with they them. Just why? Anyway, yo. Okay, I mean, NXT is what it is. All right, let's let's talk about AEW just for a minute. Um, well, maybe a little bit more in a minute, but we'll see. Because we'll we'll lead this into watching Double or Nothing and everything like that. Because that's what we're gonna watch. So watch it on pay per view, and it's worth the investment. Do it. Um, so a lot of good things happening in AEW. Um, got CM Punk in the main event storyline once again. Yeah. Against uh, Hangman, Adam Hangman Adam Page. Is this the time when Kenny Omega makes a return, or is he still rehabbing, or whatever it is? 
I, I read that Kenny Omega has been backstage recently, okay, um, helping with you know producing and stuff like that. So, As he should. So who knows? Maybe it means his return is imminent. We'll, we may find out tonight. Eminent. Is this MJF and uh, uh, Wardlow? Yeah. Wardlow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Some. So we were talking about this. There's some recent drama on MJF. Go ahead. Oh, uh, uh, wow, okay. I got Please, because you, you got the CM Funk connection. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so, yeah, apparently uh, they were doing a fan fest this weekend for Double or Nothing. AEW had a fan fest. It's like and, their uh, WrestleMania, apparently. Yeah, and uh, MJF no-showed his appearance. Like, at least that's the story on the uh, on the street, as we are here, you know. Uh, we are on the street. So, uh, yeah. In he, the penthouse. So, we'll, we'll have to see if he no-shows or not the, the match tonight, but there's, like, some backstage drama between him and Tony Khan about his contract that expires in two years is still two years away um, and because WWE supposedly is really courting MJF yeah. like hard and stuff too so. are they but he, he would be foolish to go uh, well WWE think? would ruin him yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like but he yeah. would make a ton more money yes uh, that's true and so I think it was they always tell the story that Vince McMahon told Shawn Michaels that WCW would not know what to do with the Shawn Michaels. Right. WWE does not know <laughs> what to do with the MJF. Because here's the thing. As CM Punk said, right, he, he's like a Miz, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, Miz is WWE guy. Right. So when it comes to changing gimmicks, whose who's gimmick is getting changed? Right. MJF. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you're going to take everything that has made him MJF away from him and turn him into a Max Dupree. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, that's, God, what, no. that's what's going to happen. You're he's going to become right. a Max Dupree yeah. male model. Uh, that's what's going to happen. Dude, uh, I don't know. Do, are you familiar with MJF? Uh, yeah, okay. Now, do you see him? Uh, we're gonna see him hopefully on the AEW tonight. But do you see that character working in the WWE, Jay? I mean, as as edgy as he can be, no handcuffs. I feel he could work. Would he? Would yeah, he get yeah. let go? I mean, would he get the opportunity to be himself? You think as much of a dick as he presents himself to be? What do you think? Probably not. No. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But See, would it, would that, kind of like the Naomi and Sasha thing that we were talking about, could they start to bring some more edge back into the WWE by doing something like this? So, all right. So the, the only thing I can say for the MJF, if he were in WWE, is has Cody Rhodes opened the door to oh. people being able to bring their own gimmicks in and use the gimmick? Like, you know, maybe there, maybe there's some deal being struck where they're splitting the profit, you know, between WWE and the actual, you know, entertainer and stuff. Hmm. Cody got to bring everything that's America, the whole American Nightmare gimmick. Yeah. Got to bring his music, got to bring his entrance, got to bring, you know, his, the gear, his the gear, songs, everything. Got to bring his tattoo, you know, <laughs> and everything. So, well, <laughs> like, Vince might still make him laser that so, shit up. But. So, the only thing I can think with Cody Rhodes, so it's like Cody Rhodes was in, he was in on the ground of building AEW so he might have had different kind of rights to his stuff that he worked out in the very beginning that maybe some of these other guys maybe might not have right but but that was you know with AEW like being able to use it in WWE like and they didn't repackage any of the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes thing is like like you never see that happen it It is unprecedented because we just talked about it they repackage everybody even within their own damn company right (laughs) so like you know is there now a door open that other talent when they come in maybe they got somewhere to stand and say hey this is what Mm, works for me right you know they got leverage now right here's a question is MJF on Cody Rhodes level at this point, no. 
No. I don't think so. No. Cody's got so much lineage and legacy and history behind him. Oh, yeah. And he was the boss in AEW. MJF was his employee, basically. Yeah. I don't know about that much pull. But like like Jay was saying, like I, I don't know. I would love to see it, Jay. I would love to see MJF as MJF show up. Don't change his initials. Don't change the scarf. Don't change nothing. Like, like my thing is, WWE, they won't even let the people within their own company coming from the other brand <laughs> of their own company keep their stuff. So there's no way in hell they're not going to mess up somebody. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, I am. Like, hey, they're like, I'm, hey, that works. No, we're going to change it. And this is still your company. Right. Have they brought up any faith that that could happen? Yeah. You know, have they brought up anybody that stayed the same? No, Gunther changed. Not, not. not what was not his name? Butch. Time. Who the hell is that? I, I can't Pete remember. Dunn. Pete Dunn. Dunn yeah. They changed they him. Changed Tommaso Champa is no longer Tommaso. He's just Champa. He's just Champa. Yeah. They took his name away. Ra- Raquel Rodriguez is now Raquel Gonzalez. Gonzalez. No, she was Raquel Rodriguez. Right now, Raquel now it's Rodriguez. Yeah, whatever. Like, change that too. Sh- Max Dupree. Shotzi Blackheart. Damian Priest stayed the same. Oh, he did. Uh, for a, yes. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he came up the he same. Even the, 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 the Archer came yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah. I, and I love that gimmick, and now, I don't know, this whole Edge thing. What is it? Uh, the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Yeah. Eh. I, I think every group from here on out should take old, discarded, unused WWE pay-per-views <laughs> as their group name, though. I, I, I love Just it. not over I, the edge. Yeah. No, don't no, touch I'm fine it. with that. Wait. Great, great Balls of Fire. I, I'm, I'm Great Balls like, Taboo want, Tuesday. I want a Great Balls yeah. of Fire click. I want this Tuesday in Texas. <laughs> this is what I want. Sorry. So this is what we do with WWE. We, we criticize the crap out of them, but then we watch AEW, which we're going to do shortly, actually. We should probably start taking it home and wrapping yeah. it up. This is what we do, because we're going to watch AEW. There's a lot of different things. We got the... Um, what, what are they not the anarchy in the arena? Anarchy in the arena between the Blackpool uh, Combat Club and the Jericho, Jericho Appreciation Society. Society. Yes, that's going to be great. I'm, yeah. ex- I'm excited about that. Um, we do have uh, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Yep, first time ever. First time, maybe MJM, uh, MJF and Wardlow. Who knows? But we do have Kenny. Uh, not Kenny. I'm sorry. Uh, Hangman Adam Page against CM Punk. That's going to be great. Got the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. Both men both sides. Women. Yep. Yep. Um, do we have Ring of Honor things happening on this pay-per-view? Do we know? Uh, Samoa Joe Bjorn is a finalist in the Owen Hart Thank you. tournament, but that's about it. That Who's he facing? Adam Cole, Bebe? Bebe, yeah. So two former WWE guys are in the finalists of the Adam, uh, Adam Cole, of the Owen Hart tournament. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, on the other side, it's... Ruby Soho. And Britt Baker. W- and Britt Baker. Former. So, well, yeah. not really. Do so. we have anything with the uh, Hook and that demon guy? Uh, Dan Hauser. Dan Hauser, yeah. Yeah, Hook Hausen, uh, the, the new tag team, are uh, yeah, so, okay, so they're, they're on the uh, pre show. Uh, the uh, buy in? Yeah, the, whatever it is. Tony Nice and uh, Mark Sterling are. Fantastic. Yeah, so, nice. yeah, so you get a little Hook Hausen tonight. Right. What party. about the acclaimed? Yeah. Uh, they were no. putting on a karaoke party last Yo, night before I was um, I yeah, love they, the they, Yeah, I mean, the acclaimed is now buddy, buddy, part of the gun club or something. The like ass that. club. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're doing the scissor thing. You know, uh, they're scissoring. Yeah, yeah. Which is I love it. Weird. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. It's I weird. love it's just it's so many things about AEW are fun, man. Yeah, there's like 19 <laughs> matches on uh, Double or Nothing tonight God, or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe put all the videos on the kickoff show and then have matches be like six, eight minutes. I don't they, know, but they, they, we might be here for a while tonight, guys. They, thank goodness uh, it's Memorial Day tomorrow. Like yeah, right. Yeah. And most people are hopefully have the day off, but we're we're represented tonight by Pizza Hut, and we're also represented by uh, chocolate chip cookies. Yes. Oh, and. Uh, Please, I, I brought the Oreo double stuff cookies. Double stuff. Well, it had to be double or nothing. I mean, <laughs> <there we go. laughs> See? Themed snacks. I was wondering about that. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. And we're going to have uh, some, some brownies, I believe, uh, coming as well. So we're going to have plenty of food, plenty of leftovers. It's great. Big Ugly, this is 105. Well, um, let's do 106 in the summer. Yeah. Um, sometime. Yeah. I, I, like, I like how broad you left that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say in a couple of weeks, but we know that might not happen. So um, this is Memorial Day, uh, and happy Memorial Day to all y'all. Um, I think we talked about uh, pretty much everything that we can talk about right now. There's Impact, there's New Japan, there's other stuff happening. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yep, that's it. So 106 is going to go right on the other. Nope, i got to make a new card. 106 is going to happen. Uh, go check out the EWA at the Bel Air Armory, September 24th or earlier. Watch uh, TV and binge stuff so we can still have binging to talk about. Binge. Um and we gotta ask because we didn't ask it. This is how we're gonna end it. We're gonna make sure uh, Jason Justin Tucker's caught up. Have you seen Top Gun? No, I have not. Do you want to? I would like to. Okay, good. So we we, we <laughs> don't listen to the first part of this podcast when it comes out. We talk about spoilers, right. so just skip over that. <laughs> um, uh, how about Obi Wan on Disney Plus? I haven't checked it out yet. But you're going to? Yes. We've come full circle. We've, We've got, got <laughs> I got a, I got a quick question for everybody. Shit. Oh, here we real, go. Right, real quick, round do. table. Right, this is right, not right, a, this is a poker quick. table. All right. Best wrestler. Oh, I love surveys. All right, best wrestler to never get a world championship shot. Ooh. Oh, that's a good a question. Shot. A wow. shot. Like, they never had a match, never had a title match. Yeah, should have should have been in that category, been put at the top of the card, but just never never got that shot. Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, oh. Get back to me. <laughs> I was actually going Jake Roberts. Ah, Jake Roberts. Okay, yeah, okay. I actually didn't know that he, I didn't know he never. Did yeah, yeah. Okay. Not in any promotion, unless it was like a, a independent promotion or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he may have, he may have had a house show match against Hogan back in the day, but it was never like a legitimate, nope. you know, shot or anything yeah. like he that. He was always, but he, he was like mid card, but he was main event like yeah. all the time. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what do you, uh, okay, well, while he's thinking to take another answer, sorry, <laughs> and while you're thinking, what would, what would you think? Oh, I, 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 it was just a question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I never had an answer. <laughs> what about from know. that Attitude Era that you liked? I mean, Attitude there, Era. Um, there could be people in there that never got a world shoot. title shot. I don't know. Um, I would say, I would say or, Scott Hall. Not in... Okay, yeah, because Razor. He, yeah, Razor Ramon. Yeah, I would say yeah, Razor. Because he, he was ever, only ever in the Intercontinental oh, title. Oh, yeah, he, he was only IC. I don't remember him ever facing Brett or anything like that. I swear there was a Royal Rumble he faced Brett, but I don't know if it was for the that world title. Yeah, but I, feel I like can he, tell you. I don't feel he, like he was ever. Maybe the, maybe the question is more of the, you know, who was who, what wrestler that never got into a main event storyline or that could have been right. That could have been Scott Hall yeah, was yeah. it? Yeah. Now yeah. in AWA when his younger days that wasn't mainly televised, Scott Hall was definitely there. But when yeah. he got up to WWE. He was that mid card yeah, dude. At the, yeah, he, and yeah, when he, he peaked in NWO, he was part of that faction. He wasn't singles world title. Right. Yeah, yeah. I take Scott Hall. I like that. Yeah, yeah that, that one's good. Yeah. Jake. I mean, they're both kind of in the same boat. They're both dead, and they both had DDP. Jake's over. not. Jake's not dead. He's not dead yet. No, I love Jake. He was just managing. He was on Jericho's Jake. podcast. Actually, he was just recently. managing Lance. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He is trying to put Jake in All the these I love Jake. All these people that have died that shouldn't have died. Jake should have been dead twenty years ago. I love Jake. Okay, and I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, I'll stick with the answer of Razor Ramon. Okay. Right, I like Razor. Yeah. Yeah. Razor right, could have been, been a world champion in uh if I mean if Diesel was, yeah. why couldn't Razor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he left. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying the character. I, yeah. Diesel yeah. left too. Yeah. 
But that was it. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good question. That's a good oh, question. Yeah. yeah. And before we go, one more small tangent. Anybody watching Young Rock at all? No. 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 Okay. It's worth it if you get a shot. There's a lot, especially now, because they're going back into the uh, the beginning of the Austin 316 mm-hmm. era. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of good people doing a lot of good. Um, I won't say impressions or whatever, but. Uh, acting like uh, other people, as Jeff Jarrett like I said earlier, but there's there's an Undertaker, there's a guy that's doing Steve Austin pretty well, and they talk about The Rock being Rocky Maivia and getting hated and turning heel. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and I will say this: they have talked about on social media, which you don't watch. Uh, CM Funk. No, I I am the John Cena of this podcast. Yeah. You can't see me yeah. on social media. Yeah. Can't see. So The Rock has apparently, and this could just be, you know, what do you call it? Um, KP or it's uh Rumor and innuendo, whatever it is, that he's cleared his schedule from like January through April, because what? Yeah, <laughs> well, I've been saying it for like two years. I mean, because they they're not going to clear him any other way to work on anything else but WWE at one time. They're not going to clear him for you know, and insurance for any other movie because I think he got injured when he was in that. Well, Macho once in a lifetime, twice in two years or twice in one year, mm-hmm. he got injured yeah. during the, yeah. one of the filmings, and it pushed it back a lot. So, anyway, this sets up The Rock to, I don't know, be, not be in the Rumble, but show up at the Rumble, maybe, and face Roman Reigns at the main event, WrestleMania 40, dude, you 39. Don't, you don't even need to do that. Just announce Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Boom, it's main event. You don't have to do any... You, announce it right now. This is one of the few times, WWE, if you're listening, you don't even have to think of a story. <laughs> like There's no story. Just, just make the match. Boom. And you got to induct him into the Hall of Fame. It's in LA. It's in Hollywood. Yeah, anyway, he gets inducted to Hall of Fame. Rock versus Roman WrestleMania 39. We'll see it. Um, and LA, LA night. <laughs> Sorry, but anyway, yeah, one five. Good stuff, big ugly. Thank you to all the dirty ugly podcast listeners who listen to us ramble on about so many different things. Thank you to Dazzling Derek in the middle. Uh, we appreciate that. Follow him and uh, go see EWA Pro Wrestling. Uh, Jason, Justin, Tucker, thank you for not retiring on us like Sam Cooke did. Yeah. Um, because uh, you're going to be with us a lot longer than Sam Cook was with the Ravens. That's a long time now. 16 years. Anyway, well, and Lamar Jackson hasn't shown up to yet at OTAs. Oh, yeah. Sorry. By the time you get to 200, it will be 16. <laughs> Good be. I think Lamar Jackson's just holding out, not trying to get injured, and he's holding out for that one last thing to get what, however much money he can make for the next year. But that's just me. Um, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. We'll be back with 106 and 3, 2, 1... Deuces. Deuces! Double or nothing.